everybody. Welcome to This Is Music Podcast. Today we are on our 25th episode. You know what that means. Radiohead. Damn it, I couldn't think of 25 in Spanish. Uh, 25. 25. Ah, Mexican comes through. I was going to say here. Siente Cinco. I was like, I know that's not right. <laughs> that uh, third voice you hear is uh, frequent podcast uh, website contributor, bandmates, uh, friends, and fellow Radiohead enthusiast, Juan Jose Gutierrez Romero. Juan, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Yeah, you're not really here for us. You're here for the album, the yeah, Radiohead. basically. Like, after this, I'm never coming back ever again. Or listening to our podcast yeah, ever exactly. again. I think, I think you actually are one of the people that actually have listened to more than one of our podcasts. Yeah. So we appreciate that. Even though you're our true friend, so you're kind of obliged to at least Good pretend one. that you're interested <laughs> at all. I mean, it was only two, but... And they're yeah, they were Radiohead, and yeah, then Radiohead. you just listened to that one twice. <laughs> yeah, Juan exactly. yeah, is a big fan of the uh, <coughs> other great album, Pablo Honey, the you know, greatest Radiohead album of all time. Yeah, Juan is a uh, fervent uh, defender and believer in, in Pablo Honey, and I, I I know that he does it from a place of sincerity, uh, but it it comes off a little fake. I mean, no, not fake, like uh, con- not contrarian. Ah, sincere. What am I saying? Why, why am I backing out of that? Yeah. Slightly tongue-in-cheek, maybe, but sincere. It's a good album. I like it. It's a good album, not a great no, album. It's not, I wouldn't say it's a great album, but what we do have today is 1995's The Motherfucking Bands. Great album. This is when Radiohead becomes... Or not that this album makes them the greatest band of all time, blah, 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 that kind of thing, but this is when they go into the next stratosphere, yep. when they take off into... Yeah, especially as a rock band. Yeah. Um, Juan and I were talking on the way here where uh, you hear, you hear, you heard in Pablo Honey, you heard almost with every song you can pinpoint where their influences were coming from. Say, so, okay, this is like, this is very uh, YouTube. This is Pixies. Very and Pixies. This one does too, Sonic Youth. Uh, this one does too, but in less quantities. As we'll go through and be like, oh, this sounds like a Pixie song. This sounds like a U2 song. I, I will say the U2 is pretty heavy yes. on this yeah. one. But, yeah, they're in their own. When you say that, it doesn't mean they're mixing it. But there's definitely the, that the grandiose, huge choruses that they go away from. Well, not really after the ne- next album. But after that, they kind of get away from. That's very U2. You just can't deny it. Yeah, they, they do using. come in with the influences, but also a lot of hints of their uh, uniquely Radiohead uh, mixes, especially with the triple guitar attack and Johnny Greenwood and, and, and the, really the whole band kind of doing special shit with the music with their instruments that throughout here it becomes, okay, this is also a Radiohead record. Yeah. Uniquely Radiohead. Well, this is, there's no, the bands and I think we keep saying this for all albums when you're listening to a band that's made a couple and they actually got famous. Like, if there was no Creep, there wouldn't be the bands. It's a reaction to what happened to them. They blew the fuck up from one song most bands, and nowadays, I mean, I guess that does happen now. But, I mean, no one else really knew Pablo Honey. I remember even being at that time, I'd never heard any of those other songs, Stop Whispering, Anyone Can Play. That was never on the radio. It was the Creep, and everyone knew it, and they were looked at as a one-hit wonder, and they, they were going down that, that path. They were on huge world tours for that album. I mean, there were probably fans there, obviously, listening to, to all their other stuff, but they were touring with, like... Um, was it R.E.M. right before this, or was that during this tour? 
I think it was during this tour. During yeah, this tour? Okay, so they... Yeah, so that was more after the Benz was already finished. But they were touring nonstop um, and having to play that song where maybe, you know, you had your, your really hardcore crew in the front and then you just had everyone that was like, I came here to hear Creep, you know, and I think that was gnawing on him and, and Tom York's definitely not a guy to uh, to just let things slide or to let him know that things are bothering him yeah to not, to, yeah exactly to not uh, he let everyone fucking know yeah, that this and, and, this and is angsty is, and as uh, really in your face as a lot of Tom as a lot of Radiohead lyrics get um, the, the the sort of faux angsty rock star lyrics that were in Pablo Honey couple of those songs just seemed a little dis- disingenuous as yeah. far as oh maybe this is the kind of song that we we think we should be writing instead of this is the song that we need to be writing right um i feel like they wrote songs that they needed to write with the bands and and pretty much through the record but there's not um you know the tom york will say things differently but there's uh i i believe all of these songs yeah you know what i mean where it's not I mean, stop whispering, stop shouting. He's not going to say anything like that on this. Anything so kind of vague. I mean, like, high and dry is that a little bit, where it, it, it kind of, and this is what kind of what are those referring to, where Tom York will say differently, and he doesn't like that song, or he's been on record to not say that song, just because it's kind of cheesy, it's kind of droll, but to, they they get rid of that altogether from the bands going forward. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, and you can see... You could see a lot of people being like, oh, I don't like one of our big songs. And then they kind of, they're just a band that says that, and it's like, but you kept doing that kind right, of throughout time. your career. Yeah, you closed it's like, with it every time. It's like, of course, uh, not even that you closed it, is that you, all your other songs kind of sound like that. You could see why he hated it, because he was already thinking, we're, we're not going to be, not that he knew, okay, computer was coming up, blah, 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 but he knew this isn't even close to where my head's at. And, and yeah, I don't want to talk too much about that song, but that is a pre-Radiohead song. So this is still kind of bringing in old ideas. Well, a lot of it was new demos. Um, yeah, so at this yeah. time, like you were saying, they were coming off of Creep, obviously. They, in 2017, they like still Like a two-year tour. Yeah, two-year tour. Um, so this is 94, 95, and there's obviously pressure to come back with their sophomore record. Well, and just think, you're playing at this... You're a new band. You're playing at not stadiums, but you're playing at really large venues, and you only got one album worth of material. Yeah. So they're fucking sick of these songs. Yeah, for sure. And the, being that being the first record, a lot of those songs were old, and like we talked about, already. Pablo, Pablo, Honey. Yeah, that already record. two, three years old by the time they recorded it. By the time it. they recorded it, they go on another two-year tour, and those are the only ones they're playing. I'm sure they're throwing in covers and stuff just to fill the fucking the gap. Yeah, I don't. They, they weren't really much of a covers band, though. No, but it's I, weird. I, I, I would I like have to. Seen some, I have seen some tour dates. Got sent this not a fan from those eras, and they were throwing like every now and then like a Smiths cover, or, like uh, Talking Heads cover. Oh yeah. But just, I, I'd imagine that would be just for the shits and giggles. Up, just to spice it up a little bit, only having one record. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's the pressure to 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 come back with sophomore slump. Sophomore slump, and to hey. And the guys were self-imposing it, of course. Like we need to make something different than Creep. Let's yeah. just get away from, get away from Creep. And what they decided, to, what they ended up making was a triple guitar attack rock record, which isn't necessarily, in my opinion, away stepping away from Creep, but just making better Creeps. Yeah. Well, and just I feel like uh, Pablo Honey 
was just like a band, everyone playing at the same time, the whole time. It wasn't songwriting where this album's a lot more dropping out, someone not playing guitar for a little while, and then all of them coming in. Um, they're, they start getting a little electronic on the first song. So they're, they're just their, their aspect of the, the way they write songs is just so much tighter. And they're not afraid. Yeah, he's not afraid to be as vulnerable, even though Creep is cer- certainly vulnerable. In a, in a more honest way, I guess, yeah. is what, what you were getting at before. And this album doesn't... I feel like I'm not a big fan of Pablo Honey. We talked about it. Um, but at least that the first half is pretty solid, and then it kind of drifts away, and then the last song's really good. So this is just a solid... This is that why it's in the great albums. It, it actually picks up, you could say, on the yeah. second half. And then really dips and then picks up again. But, but uh, not, not as far. It, it, it dips dips and lulls. And lulls, but not songwriting. Sonically, but not necessarily quality. Right. Uh, in my opinion, it's pretty solid all the way through. Yeah, not every song is street spirit, you know? Yeah. But that's just... The next level song. Yeah. So there, I mean, there, there's some huge choruses, and there's some really songs you can put when you're going to bed songs, you know, there's some lullabies. Uh, so Tom had a, a, a demo he's putting together around this time called The Benz, B N Z. I'm glad they didn't keep it that way. It's a little hip hop, The Benz. They, they seem to make bad decisions on first uh, goes, on first run throughs, and then they like think about it for a second, like, okay, uh, uh, we're called On a Friday. Uh, it's going to be on a Friday for a little bit. Okay, cool. Um, let's change this now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, sometimes your first intention is great, and sometimes you got to really reflect on that. And so I don't know how serious they were about going with the bends. God, that would be terrible. A little pun on car pun going on, too. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, and they were having some issues coming up with new material at this time, too. So there was a little brain fart. And band dynamics. Uh, yeah. Just... Likely from being on tour too long with each other, knowing it. I mean, these guys are boys too from back in the day. Yeah. From 15, 14, 15 years old. Um, the pressure of needing to now that now they're in the music industry, now they're, they're on the scene, they're in everybody's radar because of Creep uh, and all the pressure that comes with that. They wanted to start recording. Well, do you want to skip over like my iron lung? Do you want to go directly into? Yeah, let's just. Because then we'll start talking about my iron lung. Yeah. I feel like we'll get to that. Well, just but just then we could just quickly say, yeah. Yeah, in between um, Pablo Honey and the Benz, they released like a nine, ten song EP. It's a significant. I think it's I think it's eight or nine songs, eight or nine or ten um, songs called the My Iron Lung EP. And uh, well, of course, it's the the record company was like. We need a, we need yeah. a new single. Quantity or uh, content, content, content. You're hot right now. You're hot. Yeah. Yeah. I think also they uh, <clears throat> they needed to release an album, and the Benz wasn't finished yet, or they weren't happy with it. Yeah. So they did the EP as just like the. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's a it's a little mix too. Th- this was the last album that I felt like they were being pressured by the label to do things they didn't want to do. Um, so they had John Leckie on as producer, and he did Stone Roses. Um, he was kind of big in the in the eighties, um, and they liked working with him. But when the record company kind of heard the his mix, it wasn't. And I don't know, you know, this is just something that I don't understand for mixing. But it wasn't American. It, they didn't think it was going to sell in America the way it was mixed. Yeah. So they brought in two other producers to remix the album, to to hopefully flood the American market. 
Yeah, from one. From I don't know if that means bigger drums or, or his vocals get put way out yeah, in front. Yeah, I, I think the, I, I can tell you the difference between one and another, but it is certain things like that where like how do they put the like you just said the how do you put how do they put the drums or the drum are the drums in your face? Are they kind of in the back? Is the vocals in, up in front? Or are they in the back? Yeah. Uh, guitars left and right. You know what's in the left ear? What's in the right ear? Like, uh, is, is that really gonna? Oh, I, and, yeah. Obviously, they're they're a label and they they're, they know what like triggers uh, what what UK people like just yeah. like drives them nuts what they need to buy it. Yeah. UK just, don't need drums, USA drums. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah louder <laughs> drums. And, and but at the same time, that is kind of true because it's 1994, 95. Grunge is dominating, and I don't know how big it was in the UK, but like Blur and those bands would be huge in the UK. I know they're UK bands, but over here they were nothing. So, yeah, maybe they were saying the drums weren't loud enough. You know, it was that kind of thing. We need more distortion. I, I, don't, I, I don't know, but they, this, this, this seemed like the last album where they were uh, being kind of forced into things they didn't want to do, and that kind of goes back to High and Dry, um, where their, a couple decisions were being uh, thrown on them by the label that after this is gone. They, uh, they start working with Nigel, too, Nigel Goodrich, who works from after this album on as the producer he was the engineer on this album and on the uh, Iron Lung is when he, he that was one that he produced when they were out yeah I guess we'll see we'll start talking about that song uh, yeah, yeah. that's fine um, so Nigel's enters the picture uh, so it's all this family of Radiohead that's gonna be going till this very day is starting to form right there and, and, uh, Stanley. and Stanley Donwood as well who does the uh, record cover of the bands uh and right there, I don't even like Pablo Honey's cover. No, no, it's like, oh, yeah, exactly. Well, dude, honestly, there's like, what they call, uh, they call Nigel the sixth, you know, like a sixth member of Radiohead. Yeah. Stanley Donwood is also just like, not equally as important, but just in the family there as well. He's just as important as Pink Floyd's, uh, I can't think of the guy's name, yeah. but who did all their album covers yeah. for an album cover guy, like, gigantic. Uh-huh. And, you know, the, the, the record, the record covers, we, it's like so 90s too, um, and and for whatever reason, it's a so it's a CPR mannequin. Yeah. And he's got the little. It almost looks like it almost looks like someone who's being like laid down. They, uh, like they need to have uh, medical defibrator. Defibrator. Yeah. Thanks. Couldn't think of that word. Yeah. But it also I'm seems like EMT, so. it also seems like he might be on ecstasy. Yeah, he's, he's, he's just it's, like it's a half half uh, uh, half blissful, half just dead. Like uh, a dead CPR bl- mannequin. Being blissful in your death. Death is where death bliss, is bliss finally comes. Yeah. I like that. I wasn't even going there. I mean, he also could be getting a blowjob. Yeah, I mean, and he's just like le petit mort, as the French would call it, you know. And it, it, it kind of like at sometimes you're like, is that Tom? Did you ever think that was Tom? I I, I, I thought it was because it's like kind of ambiguous. Like, yeah, yeah. It, is. it is very ambiguous, but it it works for this album because it's got those. It's almost like he's he's looking up like, oh, here comes the big chorus yeah, again, yeah. you know. <laughs> Yeah, he's singing "Baby's Got the Bass." Uh, yeah, so th- so they got two new members in their family that will be with them till this very day, right now. Yeah. While we speak, they're probably all hanging out. All of them. I'll, I'll, all seven of them. Yeah, <laughs> probably out at Tom's house. Mm-hmm. Um, and just yeah, and from now on, the al- album covers are great, production's great, um, and they just really start sounding like themselves. And that, I guess that's what the Benz is. is Pablo Honey still sounds like a band that's figuring out who they are. Yep. And they were only, what, 20, yeah, early 20s, right? Now they're like 24, 25, still young motherfuckers. Um, and, uh, I mean, this is just from here on, 
It's it's like I just see Pablo Honey is just in the muck of 90s records, and then there's just a mountain, and it just kind of keeps going. Yeah, and as far as like 90s rock records, like this isn't this isn't on the same level as you know anything Nirvana did, or as far as uh, like blowing. I mean, oh, Nirvana no. is obviously the worst example to you, know, <laughs> the most popular. But like even like you know what's the story, Morning Glory, or like those yeah. kind of, or even Siamese Dream. Yeah. Um, as far as grunge records, and maybe I don't know at the time, but I think the bands the bands now, years later has a new I don't know, I, Radiohead definitely has just gotten to the next level of a band where you can then go back and appreciate the bands yeah. for what it is and for what it was um, and enjoy it in retrospect versus if you were if you were listening to music and buying music in, in 1995 just what you had to listen to as if you were especially if you're into rock and roll grunge or you know, alternative rock there's a lot of shit to choose from. Great shit. Great shit to choose from. Yeah. Um, I mean, the Pixies are still making. I've yet to make snow. No, no Surfer Rose was before this already. Yeah. But like, I think they had one album in '94. You got the yeah. Pixies, yeah. Smashing Pumpkins. Uh, yeah, all the grunge. Yeah, the whole grunge. Everybody. Yeah. And 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 again, I think Radiohead will, will this. They can attribute their then future success to the success or the longevity of the bands yeah and it's 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 interesting always thinking about and i will probably say this every podcast but looking at radiohead's banger discography we're, we're 10 years difference but you guys are still well no you guys are babies when this was out but still you weren't you're pre spotify you still were in that time when you were like get albums before you could just listen to everything yeah um so pretty you, much the last generation to have that happen right to grow up in that world where in between like we got the old experience and now fucking online where you can yeah, yeah. We're 26 years and, old so and, it means in 1995 we were fucking five and i think that's huge when if you're give a shit at all about radiohead if you just you know you're 18 now and you're like i like radiohead you just play whatever you play the top 10 out sure. top 10 songs or whatever and you're not thinking about the trajectory of how crazy this was yeah or you're thinking maybe they were always big when that album came out i was 15 and it it barely and i was probably so much into more of the other bands that you were saying american, Ameri american yeah I, I mean i liked creep uh at the time but i didn't i still there's never that the rest of the album never hit me but i don't remember them being i don't think it did that well as far as and this doesn't matter but commercially sure um well the, 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 where that matters is how often you're gonna hear it right or what the likelihood of you hearing it what songs well, you're gonna hear I had an old bro I have older brothers, so I got I was in on the Benz, sure. and I it was an album that I would listen to like not with friends but by myself, and I really loved it. And baby's got no friends. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I had friends. Yeah, I just they, they didn't want to hear that. Sure. You put on that album, they're like, nah, you know. Yeah, it's, and it's it's definitely, I mean, emotion like Radiohead is. It's like I, it's it's very it's very. Uh, self-reflectory and, yeah. and, and emotional for whatever lack of a better term uh just is and yeah. you're gonna like yeah listen, nobody's listening to radiohead at a party people are gonna more likely to listen to it's it's more for introverted people yeah it's sure. fine you know some people just they they automatically but i guess it's more just shocking how much they did change maybe now when you listen to it, you're just like oh yeah that does sound a lot different but no one cares anymore because they're just they're they've listened to so much different type of music yeah but yeah, I was so in just rock and roll, and hearing hearing this and where they go after was just 
crazy, incredible. But at the same time, at nine, in '95, I don't, I don't remember them being. They were just a, a little alternative band. Mm-hmm. But you could start hearing this buzz. Um, this album actually did critically wasn't even critically. Rated, it wasn't rated that great. I think like UK loved it, but America was like kind of mixed reviews. Yeah, America's tough. Well, even, even I mean, even in UK, they were. Uh, I think uh, Colin has a line about they were saying like, or uh, even in Oxfordshire, where they're from, they, you might see a guy wearing a creep shirt, but it wasn't like it wasn't like yeah, these are our boys, yeah. these are our lads. You know, it wasn't right. like that. Even during, even post creep, or at least between creep and, and, and the bends, where it, I'm sure they you know as popular. There's a lot of people on this planet, so even if you have a small niche little following. That's you know, if you, yeah, several hundred thousand people that are into your shit, and well, like Oasis is like the yeah, working class drinking at the bar yeah. music. Oh, this is more this is the readers, wrong. yeah, uh, the, uh, the sensitive type. That's the word I'm looking for, but like the socialites, not socialites, like the uh, intellectuals, dilettantes, yeah, they, yeah, the intellectuals, thank you, yeah. I not to sound snooty about radio, but that versus whatever, whatever shit. Art rock. Art rock, yeah. 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 Whatever art people, you know, you know the stereotype of art people. Radio, it fits radio. Right. And um, I think Tom also at that time, he was confused. He was playing, he was playing, he was putting his feet in both sides. You know, he was starting to go. He was not, everyone, you're, you're liking when you get attention and people are listening to your shit. So he was, he was on MTV a lot and he was getting known as the crazy like they were his bets like is this guy gonna commit suicide you know <laughs> is he crazy yeah, yeah. and i'm sure yeah, i want to be jim morrison even though if you're saying that with a wink and yeah. nod but at the same time you're like oh this is actually happening now yeah and like, even I- you watch music videos from like jules holland if he if, always has great live uh, uh performances on this on this show but they were they did the bands and i think they did street spirit right around the Benz era and you see like Radiohead's uh, Radiohead's uh, fashion and stylistic choices uh, yeah. over the years yeah. I mean, like most bands that are around for 30 years but it's just very funny to watch where you have kind of like the the, the meek yeah, scrawny looking Tom York at the beginning and then like in the Benz era he's starting to wear leather jackets and he's got like cool looking hair and he's, his faces are in all the music videos and he's yeah. singing along and you know they're in it a lot more and I think he's they're slowly starting to become more comfortable with being absolutely rock stars and being you know popular well and i just think he just he just now is like our shit's good yeah like i can back it up mm-hmm. with that you know you might not like my type of music but it i, I think he even wrote like i can hold the tune yeah you know like yeah. i'm obviously he doesn't he has got some singing skills that he doesn't have to be ashamed of yeah, and, and that really comes through in the bands as far as yeah. like, oh, no, this guy's got next level. He's not even just doing his uh, his best uh, Bono impression. Yeah, he's, he's got some fucking he's got some pipes range and the melt. There's certain like little glimpses of melody that you go, oh, okay, like I can see where ra- well, how Radiohead got to, you know, the um, rain down yeah. on me from uh, Paranoid Android. How they got there? Yeah, um, from songs like Street Spirit. Or uh, just yeah, just any of just little melodies that they really take to the next level in future albums. I just love the bands because it is of everyone's coming out party, coming out party, and then just like okay, well then they, they flourish and blossom more and more. Yeah, John, even J- until fucking Moonshade Pool. I mean, Johnny Greenwood was already 
I mean, he he was known for the ticket ticket on creep and just already a great guitar player, but just shines on this. And it's he does some solos, but it's not. They're never doing like blues solos or kind of like old. They're not harping back to another type of music, which you know maybe Oasis and The Verve and those are. You can hear sixties and seventies in them. Yeah. You know, you're like, oh, this is the Beatles or the Rolling Stones. You, with the Radiohead, you never like they're harping back to a time. No, it's and, modern. And between like them and Blur with uh, Graham uh, Coxon. 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 With the just, just kind of you know, noise, ethereal noise, right? Noise solos. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, and yeah, they it, all and in this one, a, a under and maybe a true statement throughout all of Radiohead records, Colin motherfucking Greenwood. Yeah, on bass is just always fucking solid. This one is. Well, just, yeah. Beautiful yeah, it's the baseline and it's filled. The drummer, the the rhythm section. I think what separates them from art, other art, noise rock bands of that time is they actually just have they do have some balls underneath that yeah. sometimes other bands will just kind of drift. You know, it's more drifty, and that that's good too. But it not, doesn't have like a solid foundation under, and that's what a lot of these songs do have for that. Like I can't think of like My Bloody Valentine or Ride or bands like that, where they're just. It's almost like jammy, jammy noise where it's nothing's really dynamic. It's just kind of drifting off. The droney too. Droney. Especially with the, like, the, the, the bands you just mentioned, the shoegazy stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Radiohead just kind of makes their footprint a little deeper yeah. here on the bands. Um, so yeah, so they, they're starting to put together a demo. Um, I think it was nine weeks that they recorded this. They were having some problems up at the beginning. Just internal pro- band problems the and just was recording already, or, uh, sorry not the engineer the producer uh, like yeah, he, he wasn't ready to that's right wasn't ready to start recording with them and they were they were they were anxious or just kind of like let's just fucking do this let's let's just get in the in the studio let's start making the bands then uh, lucky needed to go on what was it four or five months a break and they uh, went, on to, to, went on a tour Australia Japan. Uh-huh. They wanted to get away from the madness of UK and US and yep. kind of go maybe where they aren't as well received, but that wasn't true. They were huge there too. And uh, but, so they were trying to take a. They basically took a, took a break uh, after that. And it, even though it was like there was, it was pretty tumultuous or there was tension with the band, in retrospect, they said that it was like really good for them to take those four week breaks because yeah. when they all they all thought. And us being in a band, actually, another thing you could say is one is the bassist in Present Jesus, our band. And, um... Listen to, uh, just, oh wait, no we yeah, don't. Yeah, listen to none of our recordings, because we don't have any. Um, the... Oh, I forgot what I was going with that. The, just the dynamic of, okay, we think we know it. We think we know our songs, we play them how many times. Oh, yeah. And then yeah. you kind of step away from it, and then you come back and you go, oh, I got this other idea, and it's a little bit better, because it's fresher, and you've stopped, you stepped away from it for a while. That allowed them to make when they when they did finally get in the studio to have a uh, kind of resurgence and, and say okay these these songs are kind of new even though they're not uh, a new feeling or they're gonna put a new twist on them and then making it more exciting and of course when that happens you're gonna make better shit and I think that set the catalyst for how they did the rest of the albums they yeah. could always you can always look at any old thing and be like we can deconstruct this and spit it out and make it it's not it still might be the same song but we just did enough dynamics that it's it's new it's fresh it's new. It's, yeah. It's, almost always better. I mean, who knows what these songs were 
before we'll never know. But yeah. I'm sure whatever it was was if they felt that they what they were doing was newer and fresh yeah. and just like okay, happy enough to ob obviously put it on a record, then I'm obviously that's the, the right move. And and like you said, that new songs were just pouring out of uh, Tom at that time. And Tom had a little ritual every morning. He would brew some tea and start a four-hour solo piano workout. Interesting, because there's not that much piano on this album. Not this one. No. There's a lot of keys. That's another great part of this album. There's a lot of ambient and just little keys, you know, mm -hmm. but not, not really his piano that he would start doing on, on later albums, but that was his little workout routine. Um, That's just an exercise, yeah. And then, of course, he was... Tom almost had a total fucking meltdown for two fucking months. That was a quote from him as the deadline approached to finish the album. Um, even when they were done with the album, it, was, it looked like everything was going to get scrapped they weren't happy they were just all over the road here which is crazy to hear back and you're like you weren't happy with this and and a few times in radiohead's career where you hear like oh they were close to breaking up or they weren't gonna you know they maybe let's make one more record and then we're done yeah and that's happened a few times yeah uh, with and they just after i know for sure after uh you know, to the thief keep trucking mm -hmm. yeah and they're together now um what will they do next well, what they did in 1995 was the Benz. So let's—I think we covered most of the stuff. We covered the cover, mm -hmm. the producer. Any other little stories? One about that time when you were four or five that you remember that your mom playing the Benz, singing the Benz, you going to bed. I don't know. <laughs> Nothing. I mean, she wasn't that good if that's what you want to know. <laughs> at singing. Yeah, I mean, Tom York. Mm. She has a very unique voice. She wasn't in on. She she can't. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. Let's uh, let's go into it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, let's get into it. The first song is really just like totally uh, hearing this when I only knew Creep was a mindfuck. I guess that's where I was kind of going my whole ramble about nowadays you just get to listen to everything and it's sure. like all one big mess. This, this song, more than all, the rest of the album, is could fit on the next album could fit on maybe any of their albums and is their most like progressive song out of all the because it's electronic and it's yeah. got that bass line let's listen to it that's it planet telex song number one welcome to the bands baby Thank you. 
automatically. Big, beautiful opening, big chorus, rock and roll, triple guitar attack. But like electronic, like drum bass. and bass. Yeah. And a drunk Tom York. And a drunk Tom York. Yeah, this song is just fucking awesome. Yeah. This is a great, and I think they've been playing this song live up until this this day. Like this is a standard. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean between I guess, this one, I guess High and Dry, and Big Plastic Trees are kind of ones that. Wait, no. No, High and Dry. High and Dry, yeah, went away because I don't know it was like a special thing and they played it. Um, or sorry, Street Spirit is like one that. Oh like, yeah, one yeah. That yeah. Stayed, I'm talking like one some that standards that stayed stayed in. Yeah. Um, My Iron Lung was kind of a standard too. Mm -hmm. Uh, anyway, we heard that on this last tour. They played Myron Long at our show. But this is like, it's got it's got all the elements of what they've kind of were going towards. Yeah. And this is the last. This song no, it wasn't the last recorded. It was the last one written. It was written in the recording studio. So they came in with everything else. And if you listen to the rest of the album, that sounds more cohesive. This one does sound like an invention, kind of coming up at the end. Uh, of the recording, you know, it doesn't. I, I don't see him coming in with this song, just strumming it as much as the other songs. I can see him come up with demos. This seems like a product of jamming. Um, it's that that bass line is so dope, but it's it's over and over again. It doesn't really go with like the chords. He's not playing. He's just do 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 and the drums, which are a sample um, from one of their other. I had it written somewhere. Um, it's from a B-side. God damn it. We'll, we'll find out. I should have, I should have wrote that down. Uh, Killer Cars? That's what it is. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. The drum beats from there, if you slowed it down. And, and I don't know if it's like exactly, you know, he might have re-recorded, but it's, it's from that, uh, from that song, which, you know, it's an okay song. Yeah. Uh, oh, they're sampling their own. These, yeah, I mean, again, you're not really... Again, another, another example of what we will get to what, what Radiohead will later become and, and you see more of the uh, cool they're gonna do this in a different way and maybe a more uh, grandiose way in an okay computer or whatever yeah I'll just make sure it loops yeah, um, originally tired <laughs> you were talking about the the original ideas for some stuff Radiohead so far they don't they don't have a good percentage of uh, their first idea it was Planet Xerox Planet Xerox yeah and Xerox was not happy about that. Wasn't gonna allow that. <laughs> Thank God, planted Xerox right now. I mean, you I guess we wouldn't even. It, but it just won't print. <laughs> <laughs> was it actually uh, supposed to be a printing com commercial jingle? It would have been a great jingle on a commercial. And they just didn't want to, you know, they didn't want to take. They didn't want anything to do with it. Yeah. And, and it just the name of it, like, I, I just th this song is just so such a shift for everything they do plant talking you know even though they don't talk about a planner to telex but it does have that space sound that they've just they never really got away from um having the word planet when they don't say it in the al in the song that intro is which is a piano running through three vintage roll and space echo units um and then just the tremolo guitars get the fast tremolo here um it, it's kind of got that you a little U two. Oh, for sure, especially. Yeah, yeah. but uh, even the even the the, the drums and stuff, the the uh, the bass, it's got that rolling bass that they kind of do. And what we have here is, so just think about this is the first song. I guess a few singles, but for sake of argument, you're hearing everything you know, everything you know from Radiohead is, is 
is, is uh, coming from Pablo Honey, and automatically just the the triple guitar. That's what we're gonna say or how I'm gonna say it multiple times. The triple guitar attack. It's already fuller. It's already doing. They're all like you said mentioned earlier, where they're not just playing to the song. Yeah. No, they're, not at all. There's dynamics here. There's uh, there's uh, arrangements yeah. in Radiohead, and and it, like again, what you were saying, and you and I know this, these are from conversations that you and I have had about our undying love for fucking Radiohead. Is it's like how did they write that song? Like how, just as songwriter, as a songwriter, to think like. Okay, okay, I can get it. You're strumming along in a guitar, but it's like, how did this even fucking come up? Yeah. And and this is kind of one of those songs where you just, you know, at least for me, it's like, how do you? Uh, the whole the whole dynamic of the song, it, it's just that's what makes it. Great. Yeah, and it doesn't shift as much as it's kind of that again. The bass and the bass and the drum are pretty much the same consistent throughout it so you get that hypnotic feel to the song it gets you in a trance and and even the way the the uh, sounds fly in at the beginning it's yeah. it's enveloping you into the the bends you know it's just like welcome because there's two in- if you didn't have this say they didn't think of this in the studio i think the opening would have been the bends sure. which we played sure. and that would have been a decent intro but this is just to that next dimension that they would eventually go to so it's nice seeing that their last song that they thought of is could fit on the next album so they were already going to that next level with this song but it's the first song you hear on the album and this is where uh johnny greenwood actually starts experimenting more with his guitar sounds and stuff like he had like a couple weeks just himself just like go get a bunch of guitars a bunch of pedals he actually rented he rented a bunch and, and, and rented like uh old vintage amps and it was just he's already again beginning of 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 what will become later where johnny greenwood is just like what the fuck he's a mad scientist yeah when it comes to playing guitars um, he doesn't want to play the stand like he's probably a great blues player if he wanted to be but he just wants to make noises with the yeah. guitar it's funny that what you're saying Juan. there was something that phil lecky said where he's like you know we got johnny out here spending three weeks buying all these amps and these pedals and his original sound is what's great. Yeah. Like he had his, he already had his own sound, but he's so just like, no, I need a new sound. But what you already have, which I mean, not that this is his standard sound. He's already experimenting, but he he has that. Even on creep, mm-hmm. just that thing that other people didn't have. It wasn't that like grunge heavy, bass heavy, but even, it's even this huge sludgy, or like that. This is kind of the stuff that you would you would hear all the time. Yeah. Um, and oh, this one, he's like, already got the, the soul. Oh, he's got all the, of course, trying to make fucking guttural sound effects to try to mock uh, John John Greenwood's uh, guitars. But it, he's just a, like a wizard. It's like, how does that even work? Where would you, where would you think to put that sound if you just took, the, if you just isolated it? Yeah. Like, oh, cool. That'll go in the bridge here. Well, and he does that like he waits till the second verse after the first chorus to come into like you do 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 you know he does his little fills after he's singing. Yeah. Again, they're not, but they're not the blues lick where it's like. You're gonna do everything on the fours. Yeah. Everything on the ones. And it's 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 got a phase on it. And it's kind of like wrapping around Tom York's voice. Um, really cool song. So we got the everything is broken and the lyrics of. A lot of crush in this song. You can force it, you can taste it, you can crush it. What can you force? What can you taste, George? 
What a is the song exactly attitude. about? Self-defeatist <laughs> attitude. I think uh, I think it's also setting the, the tone lyrically for the rest of the song where uh, it's all futile. It's it's all futile. Yeah, it, everything is, and I think uh, I think this is definitely setting everything. Up. But it's also. It's also almost kind of taking pleasure in the self-defeatist Exactly, yeah. I don't look at it as like, everything's broken, so I'm just going to go home and cry about it. But it's just like, yes! Everything's fucking broken. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's that, like, um, we're all all trying to read books to self-help ourselves and grow and read philosophy. And it's the same thing that we've been doing for thousands of years. At the end of the day, it's like... Do we really know? We knew a lot more. We're gonna die. Right. <laughs> it really is futile. Everything is broken because no matter what, we're gonna die. But I, li- I like that. It's not like now I don't want to do anything. Oh, exactly. Now no, it's just it like, is. isn't this fucking hilarious? Yeah. Everyone's broken. You can yeah. force it, but it'll stay stung. You can crush it, dry as bone. You can walk it straight from school. You can kiss it. You can break all the rules, all the rules, but still. And it's like. We will die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it, it, it could be exactly death chasing you. It could be depression. You can try to force it and pretend it's not there, but that's another part of life. Sure. Let the depression in. Let it in. Yeah. Let it hang out for a little while, and then it'll go away. I am depressed. But if you're like, but if you're like, no depression, you'll never get me. I'm fine. <laughs> I'm always good. Everything is wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> that's not good either. No, you got to. Uh, you gotta do what the guy on the album cover is doing. The dead CPR guy. Just lean back, take some ecstasy, and fucking chill out. <laughs> Don't do ecstasy, folks. Do ecstasy. I always think about, like... Lion King? <laughs> a lot of ecstasy in Lion King. A lot of all of our... Telling people to do drugs. And then I'm like, people, when they get older, they're gonna listen to this. Be like, oh, well. well. Everyone's broken, everyone. What do, you want to, what do you want me to do about it? I didn't write the rules. I was born here just like you. You can break all the rules. I'm a man just like you. Uh, but yeah, you're right. There's a, a happy. You can see him smiling when he's saying that right yeah. now. You know, just kind of. Why can't you forget? Why can't you forget? Very open-ended. Why yeah. can't you forget what? It's and that that's nice. It lets you interpret it your own way mm-hmm. instead of. For sure. Whatever. Uh, Tom York here. This song is the product of a single sex education, romantic novels, and art college. <laughs> single sex uh, boys school. Yeah, That's yeah, I get. Yeah, probably came some from yeah. some very British. I think when they were meeting, when they all met each other at the, the Oxfordshire School, I think it was all boys' school. Yeah, I, did we talk about that on the first? Yeah. I think we did. Um, and then yeah, going back to to Juan is, uh, and, and they're you know they they're up in Beatles status now. That in the next ten years there'll be more folklore, yeah. you know, just folklore upon folklore about everything. But apparently they came back drunk. He's lying on the floor singing this song. Um, and pretty much off the cuff, at least at least lyrically. As yeah. Far as, I, as far as I read it. Yeah, only one take. And if this is you drunk flying on the floor, go fuck, fuck yourself, you. Tom York. <laughs> Everything. Yeah, I don't know what was he drunk on. Yeah. Fucking. This is they said wine. Song. Wine. And, uh, we're gonna put this as the first song in our. Yeah, game, yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> on our big comeback. We're <laughs> yeah, not comeback we're record for our sophomore album. I bet you in twenty years some fucking California blokes will be talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> Sitting in. Uh, oh, and then. Uh, Let's just mention it. We are currently doing this podcast outdoors. First outdoor. We're, we're, we've made a lot of money on this podcast, <laughs> yeah. and we've uh, shifted outdoors, even though we got uh, Juan and George splitting an air. <laughs> splitting an earpiece. He- earpiece. Splitting a mic. Uh, it's cute. They kiss every once in a while. Yeah, we, I mean, we have to. I think just on the cheeks, though. Yeah, I mean, 
mean, it's to keep, uh, you know, a certain yeah. amount of passion into the podcast. And Juan's keeping me at a three-quarters <laughs> job this whole time. Yeah, when, when George starts drifting off looking up in the sky, Juan gives him a little on the, on the cheeks and he gets back in the ball game. It's my, it's my symbol. Yeah. But yeah, we are outside and it's, it's pleasant. It is. I'm having a great time. Yeah. So um, we're going to try to keep that going. Yeah. Um, what a hell of a way to start a great album. Absolutely. Did not see this one coming. Um, I did because. Uh, so was, eh, never mind. Keep going. Anyways. I was going somewhere with that. Not important. Uh, so, Planet Xerox. Formerly known as Planet Xerox. Yeah. And, and now we kind of go back. And it's not like we're slipping back into like an old sound, but. That song is the one that stands out to me as progr- the most progressive of all of them. Sure. So, le- so we'll say if they didn't write that song, this is how I think the album would have started, which is what we, we did. Yep. The self-titled, The Benz, B-E-N-Z, at the car. <laughs> Mercedes The Benz. He probably bought one yeah. after the creep money. This, it's the only really other one that would have made sense. Um, but you wouldn't have had that space Pink Floyd intro that really kind of got you in a weird mood to listen to the rest of the album. I'm not, not to say, like, for sure an attention grabber, but here we go with the bands where it's a little, like, uh, weird sound at the beginning where you're not really sure what's going on. Yeah. And then, I mean, to this day. D chord. listening to right now, that fucking D chord coming in. Yeah, very triumphant. It's, it makes me feel good. It's like I'd imagine if, if, if I had a soundtrack for every post orgasm, like the, or the second of the orgasm would be the, the loud D chord from the band. Yeah. 
uh, you know, just persona or it, <laughs> put in music, it would be that. You know, and it's ah, it's funny because it actually literally has a lot of bends, like down, down, He's a lot of bending in that intro. You want to bend? You want to bend? Just if your head bobbing along to it. Exactly. Back and forth. We didn't even get into the the bends. What the bends what means? The bends, yeah, I guess you're right. It's a form of sickness. It's a sickness. It's coming up too quick, which is very appropriate for them. Yeah, and it's like uh, and water when you're coming up. Like, yeah. Uh, when you, you know, if you're, if you're deep sea diving and you're at you know, say 50 meters or something like that, and you and you go up, you have to acclimate to every I think 15 meters is what, what the divers. Yeah, or you could die. <laughs> you can die. The air pressure just becomes a little much but you get like this weird sickness where it's not quite it's almost like uh vertigo mixed with like airplane sickness mixed with uh seasickness and it's just a weird feeling um, and that's what the bends are and there is and there is kind of a sickness aspect to this album where he's talking about being sick and yeah. three or four of the songs well it's for sure the the sickness of depression yeah it's definitely it's definitely Prominent, Pro, yeah, more so like a, a forefront of this record. Um, they wrote the song before the album, before completing the first album. Which this song sounds like a, 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 you know, I don't know if all the lyrics were finished, but where do we go from here? You know, like here we are now at this level. Where is this what we should be doing? It's almost like uh, how we when we did the Strokes record uh, for Room on Fire was. Uh, the, uh, uh, is this it? What's, what's what was the first song on, on, on this is it? Was, uh, no, no, it was, uh, well, the first lyric is like what? Uh, God damn it! What for what? For oh yeah, uh, whatever. What happened? Whatever happened? Yeah. Whatever happened? Yeah. Whatever happened? Where it's almost like a, a and that's their sophomore record, yeah. and it's almost like a, a recognition of uh, of uh, well, this is where we are. Yeah, so I wonder if, if, I don't know, I mean, they said they wrote the song before completing the first album. Um, so I don't know if that, that was just, it, it just kind of appropriate. Yeah, and just a beautiful coincidence. Yeah. Um, the sound of the beginning comes from the cacophonous rumpus outside of a hotel in the U.S. A guy. I made my first, uh, first daughter. It's cacophonous. Moving on. A guy was dragging his eight-year-old kids to uh, to a parade with all their instruments. The guy had a small mic on his sweater, and he kept shouting, "Keep it up, keep it up!" So I went outside and recorded him. And there you go, that weird little intro. Nice. Very appropriate too. If you just came in with that D right away. Yeah. A little much. Yeah. I he, mean, it, it already is much, even with that intro. Yeah. Not much. It's not too much. It's, 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 it's much. Oh, shit. But it's kind of a long intro. You're like, what, what is going on here? It's, 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 I think it's like 12, 11 seconds, 11, 12 seconds before it comes into with that decoy. Yeah. Um, so we have here, we have the big we have the big verses. And then it mellows out to the verse. So where do we go from here? With little strings behind it. The background, and there you go with the, like you were saying, where they, they're just kind of getting into that. I wonder if that's Tom Extra just adding sound. that in, or if that's Nigel or or not Nigel at this time. So this is right. This is this is attributed to two extra musicians, and I can't really tell where it's coming in. Um, it's probably Tom or Johnny because he's, he gets the organ keyboard synth yeah. credit, 
but there's a cellist and a, a violinist. Uh, the cellist is Caroline Lavelle, and the violin violinist is uh, John Matthias. Powerful. So it's nice that they get a little credit. And, and another dope thing I like that Radiohead does is um, a few bands do this, uh, or at least a few bands of note is everything's attributed to. And now I'll say all it, of them: Colin Greenwood, Johnny Greenwood, uh, Ed O'Brien, Phil Selway, and Tom York. I think they should take Ed out of that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Now I'm just kidding. Oh, dude, yeah, there's a few notes in here where I'm like, oh, no. Like, remember how Ed, how great Ed used to be? <laughs> and it's not even how it used to be. He just, like, you see him, and now there's there's multiple videos online of, of just, it's just Tom and Tom and Johnny, where there's a, where they do, like, the song Present Tense off of uh, Moonshade Pool, where it's, like, uh, John and Tommy, John and Tom, and uh, a CRX 87 or whatever it is, just a drum machine. Yeah. It's like, they're going to need that anymore. Come on, you need Ed, you need Ed. Ed has a few in my notes here as we go along. I'm like, oh, let's give Ed credit here for this. That's not Johnny right there. That's Ed. Yeah. Ed's playing that, that solo right there. Yeah. Um, but the, 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 there's like three different, main, three solid parts here. We have the, you have the verse, you have the big, baby's got the bends, and then you have the, just Yeah, that part's dope. Just a really fat beat. That's Johnny. We'll give Johnny credit there. But, uh, yeah, and that, just that fat tribal. And he's not like like rapping, but he's like, I'm in the fat, but not too fit. Talking in my girlfriend, waiting for some. Yeah. Yeah. Very scatty. Yeah. Uh, Tom York. Now, Tom, from interviews I've been reading, he kind of is wishy washy on saying this is a jokey song. But then I've also read about like this. I wish it was the '60s. And he's like, bloody hell! I wish it was the '60s. It's a joke about that. But I've read on another interview where someone was like, oh, "Do you wish it was the '60s?" And he's like, "Yeah, don't we all?" Yeah. And then the writer was like, "No, I don't." He's like, "Oh no, I don't either." And and not that he, I think he just means like the idea of that what we think could be possible that it isn't possible. This utopia. Well, it's the it's the romanticism of the '60s. Well, just when you're just so fucking sick and tired of what's going on at that moment, you're just like, "I wish it was fucking." I would utopia. Summer love, baby. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, the, the, the this song is definitely. I mean, Radiohead are they're, they're as serious and kind of brooding as they often are. They're also incredibly fucking cheeky. Yeah. They're cheeky the cunts, and uh, just that there's the line of that like little scat part is uh, just lying in the bar with my drip. My drip feed on. Is that just him dribbling away about just everyday nonsense? I, I think the drip feed is, like is just. Oh, oh, just his intake of alcohol to get by. Yeah, to yeah. just get through. He's talking to his girlfriend, waiting for something to happen. It's it's sort of a ennui. Like maybe we'll get drunk boredom. tonight and something fun will happen. Yeah, and the, I wish it was the '60s. I wish you could be happy. It's just kind of like a. Nah, I'm just, I can just imagine being I, at the bar I, and just kind of like... Yeah, like, George, you know what? I fucking wish it was the 60s, yeah, man. Yeah, this is bullshit. This is boring too. shit. <laughs> I mean, in the second verse, I need to wash myself again to hide all the dirt and pain because I'd be scared that there's nothing underneath. Who are my real friends? Have they all got the bends? Am I really sinking this low? So it, it, it is the self, uh, the self-deprecation here um, and the... And the the sort of morbid outlook on life. Yeah. Like, and nobody's, nobody in your life is any good. Yeah, Johnny says, uh, like the rest of the band, he sort of doesn't have any friends, Tom. Which is a bit weird. We go back to Oxford after touring, and it was really sad. We all got home, and I phoned up one or two people that we knew who were away. And then we ended up sort of phoning each other again. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we need to split from each other. 
So what are you guys so doing, what are you tomorrow? doing tomorrow night? <laughs> How about the next night? The next night, two nights off. So yeah, it's it's a uh, just wondering who the fuck are your real friends? Uh, the monotony of life, maybe. I mean, there's even like insecurity of himself, like oh maybe I'm superficial too because he's like. I'm a rock star now. I'm here with my girlfriend at a bar, and I'm just average Joe. The thing I've been fighting against, yeah, and the thing like that I've like written down yeah. in lyrics, and will even actually do in this record, is himself and just kind of being like, I'm not, you know. I, I think as much as, as much as uh, Radiohead and the, wanted to stay away from creep and weirdo, or you know, and, and the, the the lyrics of I'm a creep, I'm a weirdo, that is almost a thesis. Yeah. For Radiohead. As, as a full, I don't, and in this one too, where there's there's plenty of songs about feeling isolated, yeah, uh, songs about not fitting in with anybody, not fitting in societal norms, Absolutely. all of that stuff is just it's it's there. Well, that's why they have such a huge following. It's because of great songs, but it's because everyone feels that. So there's a moment to come together on that weird isolated feeling. You know who doesn't feel Radiohead? Bros. Bros definitely don't feel Radiohead. Bros don't feel that way. <laughs> I mean, maybe they do. But the, the idea of a bro of everything's great, everything's awesome, everybody loves me, that's, that's, uh, I mean, it would be nice to think that way all the time. But that's a part of, like, the culture of, the, I guess, the bro culture. It's like, yeah, dude, just like, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Great. Let's not think that deep, bro. And that's, and, and there's, and I, and I, and I, me personally, I don't want to say, sound condescending to that. Yeah. Because there is Even a. Even you were. There is, yeah, I yeah, am, totally. There like is. To, there is a beauty in yeah. that. I like to think there's a bro here and there, like he's like secretly listening yeah, to Radiohead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, I like to, I, as much as I want to say that I'm not a bro, I, I like sports and I like all the fuck. I like slapping puss from time to time. You know what I mean? Like I'm drinking Coors Lights in bottles. Aren't I? You know what I mean? Like it's, it's to say like I'm not a bro or whatever, but just the, you know the idea of like. What do you uh, mean, bro? I'm, just I'm someone that's not reflective. Exactly, yeah, yeah. exactly. It's, it's, so, in that context, absolutely. Yeah, it's a, yeah. Yeah. They want to listen to Def Leppard, not Radiohead. You know what I mean? Pour some sugar. That's not Def Leppard. I, I love Phil's take on this song. So, so drummer. I wanted to get away from the studio to view a house for rent. Consequently, this was the first take. Thanks, Phil. On drums? <laughs> yeah. Nice. He's just like, oh, He's just I, gotta like get I, gotta, I gotta go look at this house for rent. Did it? You good? <laughs> Such a bro, Phil. Such a bro, Phil. Yeah, and then he would later become the first bald one in the band. So, like a big surprise. Hell yeah, ball guys. Let's keep it going. Let's keep bald, it going. Well, I love that now they tour with Clive Deamer, which now that he's been on two records and two tours, or one record and two tours with them, I love that he's they're, that they're now playing with two drums. Yeah. And, it's kind of becoming a, a bigger thing with some bands, live band, like for good live shows. You yeah. want to have two drummers. You want that big. You're dealing with electronic band, you know, EDM and stuff. Yeah. You need more. People want to hear more percussion. Yeah, and I even. I mean, I. I Not everyone, last, but the last tour that they were doing for the New Shape Pool tour, we got to see them at the Shrine in Los Angeles, and it was like I can actually see what every guy's doing. Seeing Phil. Or uh, seeing Clive Deemer, he would only come in for the songs that, not only songs, but he would step away a lot of times. But even he was doing. Yeah, I mean, we're we're in a band together, and we you see like you always demanding, you can't help it, percussion, because there's always like just more you could do, little more things you could do, and it's a lot to ask for one person. And 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 Phil's a goddamn beast. Yeah, he's a machine. He's absolutely a machine. Head down, gets his job done. He um, never looks like he's, he's, uh, he's 
doing like a Tommy Lee or like even a, like a Travis Barker where he's like they just look looks like they're playing hard and they are they're yeah. playing difficult shit but, but it's you can like, tell it's not a it's, it just, yeah it looks like he's comments. studying for a test sure they're just kind of just sitting there like oh yeah, and Phil's always the guy with the fuck in, in the old recordings <laughs> and even now he's got headphones on and he's, he's, he's you know that way he can hear his shit isolated from everybody else or just hear the overall mix but Phil, uh, Phil is the one that I think um, always had his shit together. Phil always had his shit together as far as being a badass drummer. And on this one, at least for the intro and the whole way through, Colin Greenwood's bass lines again are just so fucking dope. Yeah. You hear, like, coming this part here. I mean, it's well, the solo. So, the solo part. Yeah, this is a huge fucking song. That's a good. That's a good way to uh, put it. It's every song sounds like it's battling against, like he's. It's Tom York looking at this like celebration of music, being like, "No, fuck you," you know. Like it is contradictory a little bit. And another thing, Radiohead does all the fucking time, where the music doesn't necessarily match the lyrics. Yeah. Radiohead songs a lot of times just sound beautiful and blissful, but when he's talking about you know fucking a loveless marriage. Yeah, <laughs> or whatever it is, you yeah. know what I mean, and just but but that's that's why they're a great band because you could do this is what you should sing over this like sing about your love yeah. and how you had a nice day make it sound melancholy make it sound morose and all that stuff but they're, they're and obviously radio does have very morose sounding songs and they are bleak and whatever but not this one yeah and this is a Johnny Greenwood freak out he does some really cool things uh, with the guitar besides just solos and I can't think of the part it might be right after the the 60s he like hits the top of his guitar strings oh, yeah, it makes it weird sound, above right? the fret yeah. and it makes this like yeah, yeah. but then they add some studio magic to it and it's like that was a terrible example of it <laughs> but uh we're doing that verbal scanning. wait can you get yeah well don't even find the parts um but he does some really this is them just becoming more recording studio band instead of just live band even though this song is pretty much live which is pretty dope yeah. which i can believe and then right here, listen to this bend. He holds it. He holds it. He's going. He's going. And then just it just leaves right when uh, the vocals come back. He's definitely doing the creep stabs here. Yeah, that might be uh, that might be Ed. Let's give Ed some love here. Ed's stabbing away. Ed's Ed's the stabber in the band. He's stabbing ladies all the time. The best looking maybe. So he was probably getting the ladies. The whole, the whole time he's been the best looking. Yeah. Um, it's today, it's still so fun. Yeah, he hasn't aged. No, definitely hasn't. So it's because he doesn't have that much pressure on him. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> nice, thank you. I, I needed to get redeemed by that. That's the part I thought you were avoiding mentioning. Um, but every, all the build-ups here, this, I mean... 
I think they just got, they were like, we can't do any more build-up albums. Like, we did it all on this album. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Just blow their load. Like, I just, uh, Tom York, you can't be singing like this night in and night out and not just be like, I don't have that anymore. I can't give you that. This is, oh, this and is a song that I, you know, I've seen Radiohead now five times. Still have yet to hear them play the bands, and I would love to hear them play the bands. Yeah. I can't remember. I'll have to look up my set list. I want to say I did just because you said you didn't. Yeah. And that's how I like to roll. That's the natural, <laughs> natural type of thing, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, fucking Benz. Yeah, number, s- number two song yeah. that could have been the intro if they didn't think of Planet Telex. Um, just trying to figure out your friends, bro. And little piano. All right. Um, yeah, I don't think, uh, in, you know, a couple times... Tom just goes, this one's knowing who your friends are before he sings it. Um, and just, yeah, man yearning for experience for something real. Whatever, we always say that. I want to feel real, but it's there's a reason why we keep fucking saying it. The reason why people say real talk and all this shit. Because there's a lot of, not phoniness, but just people saying things to niceties, if you will. Yeah. There's, there's one lyric and we kind of skipped over it. Or right here. I want to be part of the human race. Yeah. Like, he even says that, like, it's funny singing that on stage. You know, like, who doesn't want to be? Like, what does that even mean? He wants to be normal. Like, that's a I want to be like, yeah. And not, be, not feel miserable in the normal. I mean, because a lot of their songs are just about being, I don't fit in. I don't like the tiny boxes on the hilltop, you know? All that shit. Um, there's a line that doesn't really fit the context of anything we're talking about now, but... Um, and I just, just for whatever reason, dig it, was uh, the line about uh, just sitting in a, sitting on a cornflake. Uh, the, planet, uh, the planet is a gunboat in a sea of fear. And where are you? They brought in the CIA, tanks yeah. and the whole Marine to blow me away, to blow me sky high. And that just, especially that sky high. Or, yeah, like... At- it's almost, that that is kind of it's funny if you look at it like my troubles are so important they had to bring in the government to like take care of this issue. To blow me sky high. Because I don't know what I'm doing with my life. Yeah. Bringing this yeah this guy's out of control. Uh, yeah I don't know. That that, that there's a little tongue in cheek there for sure. Mm-hmm. And hell of a singing too. Just yeah absolutely. I mean it's definitely it's, uh, lyrically he's for sure doing his uh, his favorite. Uh, yeah, like we we we'd fuck with this a couple times and like I can sing this nice part yeah. and then when it goes to like you just like nah I'm yeah. good. But we'll he, leave that. He's even said in interviews like a lot of these early songs just took a lot out of him. Like, I can. And in, in the tour, like that's why they didn't even want to do songs like like this anymore because it was just too much. Yeah, I think people forget like uh, I, and then even bring out like Chris Cornell or something where like. The amount of energy, and I don't know, it's like, it's like poor people, all the, your job is to sing. Like, yeah. But if you are legit, feel like you're spilling something mm-hmm. that you feel is... You're putting your blood on the putting your blood on, like to It's exhausting. Yeah. It's got to be not enough to kill yourself, but enough to... Yeah, he just was like, I can't be doing these type of... I can't, we can't be this band. Yeah. I can't... And you know who, like, I was going to make the joke later, but like, <laughs> you're like, welcome, Muse. Here you go, Muse. Yeah, like, yeah, his, it was the birth of Muse. Yeah, coincidentally, they used the same producer in one of their albums. Yeah, yeah. 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 And and I'll bring up a couple of more bands that we all know and love. Uh, soon enough, like the the spawning yeah. 
And I guess that's why they, they're compared to the Beatles is like what the Beatles birth was just like four different trajectories of different type of music. And it was like, oh, that's that era of Beatles. That's that era of Beatles. You got this era of uh, Radiohead, this era of Radiohead. So, hey, uh, so Muse. On, on our way here, we were listening to here, and I'll, I'll mention in the song, but it was like, oh, this band that we all love, the, us three, like here, like, oh, they made an entire career. Like, this is just this yeah. part. Oh, I was going to say. We'll right. get there. When we get there, we'll I get didn't there. Say we'll it. Get, there'll probably be the exact Alcohol just one. made me jump the gun, <laughs> God damn it. No, but don't mention the exact reference, but. At least you'll see. Okay, we'll get right, well, I have Anyways, my. I already have my plan ready to go, I, I so we'll did, see when you're going to do we, it. We need to. We will now go on to fucking song number three. So uh, as you can tell, this podcast is about us trying to get our best lines out. <laughs> we don't even care about the album. This has become an ego thing. This, pop, this podcast has become way too popular. Yeah, I've been phoning it in. I'm waiting for my one line. <laughs> song number three, high and dry. Nineteen ninety-five smash hit, high and dry. <laughs> everybody's playing it, everybody's singing it. It's high a banger. This is a this is music certified banger. High and dry. Not a favorite of Mr. Thomas Thalmalamul York. Yeah. <laughs> it's not his name. I think it's just Thomas Thalmalamul. I couldn't think of anything else. Uh, Trying too hard, bro. High and dry. Loved it when I was younger. You know, and it, it, just from everything they've done, this is, uh, you know, straight up the middle. And I know it's Wait, like wait, hold on, I, hold on. Can you guys, did you guys hear that? It's Coldplay's career starting. Uh, Boom, that's what I want. Not, it, it's not this one. But, oh, no, it is it this one. It, yeah, yes, I beat you. <laughs> it's that, that little breakdown. That specifically is where Coldplay took their entire career. Absolutely. Nice. Yeah, we fucking think alike. There you go. That's why we're podcasting. <laughs> Bella's even in on it. There you go. Bella likes it. Bella actually likes this song. You're welcome, Chris Martin. Our, my dog just does not like anything loud, so I bet you she loves High and Dry. Yeah. She's like, turn that shit up. Yeah. I mean, dude, yeah, this is this Coldplay made yeah. entire career. Out of this song. The way he sings. Yeah. The, when he hits the falsettos. The, the, that breakdown. Something. Yeah, the breakdown. Coldplay loves doing mimicking with like a beautiful either piano or just a, this part right here. Yeah. Um, high and dry now. Ed O'Brien, by the way. 
Is that him playing yeah. the solo? Oh, that's right. You I said you were going to... I have to give Ed O'Brien credit here, the solo here at uh, 250. You were going to give him shots out when he was... Uh... Yep, when he, uh, when he sticks out. Still beautiful, too. Did yeah. I say that already? <laughs> well, that's how I would describe most Radiohead and most Coldplay. Um, the, the, one, the one thing that I, I feel like they could have done, and this is... Oh, really? You're going to say this 20 years later? And they do this actually on one of their other big songs of this album, is that the third chorus, this one that comes back, they maybe should have like... Added not, a little more to it. Yeah, or just not maybe come right back and sing it again. Like by the third time you just... And of course, this is after listening to it for years. Yeah. But the first times, I loved it. Yeah. Um, if they just didn't repeat it one more time, it would have had a little more special. That's the songwriter idea years later coming in. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, Juan and I were listening to this on the way here, and we were, we were saying, it's like, or at least I was, it was like, I, I like this song a lot. It's definitely not one of my favorite Radiohead songs. Um, and that's that's just merely a product of Radiohead having so many of my favorite fucking that's songs. That's the other thing, too. Yeah, we're, we're not talking about like Coldplay that might have had a lot of songs that sound like this. Yeah. They, they went off on a completely direction, different direction, and this is their most standard mm -hmm. of standards. And and again, just as a songwriter, it's only three chords the whole time. The verse is the same chord as the chorus is the same chord as the breakdown. So that's why. And but that's also why it's a huge hit. And people that don't like Radiohead, like I like High and Dry. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And nothing against that. It's just the average listener. They like to hear. This is this constant repeat. Yeah. Three chords and some of the greatest songs. I, I have nothing against three chord songs, but for them, you're right. For what they do, I'm not. I'm not skipping this song. Nothing like that. No. There's no hate. It's just. It's it's almost like what not what could have been. Yeah. It, it, it's weird being critical of a, of a, a song you really do like, and really do love, but it is. Um, it is. Uh, it's just like. What, what, what they could have done with it was a little bit better. Well, what, what, what I, I, and I, I didn't know necessarily that the the uh, the antidote to that would have been yeah maybe do it a little something for the third verse. But yeah, yeah that, that sounds about right. I remember even seeing it live, um, which now I feel like I'm lying because I don't feel like they ever played it live. But I just remember being like, oh, that third time, the headphones are getting a little funky dunk yeah. funkadelic. But it, they can't tell, right? Yours, the listeners, yeah, yeah. Nice, um, but the cool thing about this, I mean, it's a pretty. The the production's nice. Um, it's actually a demo. They this recorded version? this in '93, and they joked it sounded too much like a Rod Stewart. That's what it, that's bloody Rod Stewart. Yeah. yeah, and they were just like, "No, nah, you know, we're good with that song." But that's not a bad fucking dude to sound like. I, they the, mean the they mean two, older three, Rod Stewart. Sure, they don't but, mean fucking faces, Rod Stewart. But. Older Rodster, you mean? They like, mean his, when he's doing the the standards. That's later Rodster. Later Rodster. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I've been listening to some of Rod Stewart's like older shit. And, uh, faces, obviously, but then I went back. I've gone back and uh, uh, something you ought to, or uh, there's a few different albums that I actually bought one of the other day. I'm like, fuck yeah, Rodster, rock and roll. But yeah. We'll, Rod Stewart, yeah, with faces for Have I told you lately? Yeah. That, like that, you know, yeah. that, that shit. Yeah, well, like the, when Rod Stewart became like a crooner. Yeah. Like a loud I mean, you, you gotta age gracefully. Sure, and he did. Leave him alone. Yes, for sure. Um, at, at the time, the bands love it. Ed, I don't really remember the day that this was recorded with our sound engineer. All I do know is that we had arranged the song before we went in the studio, but it ended up sounding great. But again, this is just a demo. 
And this is where uh, Tom York came out later. I, I don't have it somewhere, but he was saying that this one was kind of pushed by the record label. Yeah. And you see why, because it yeah, became a, a big sure. song. Sure. Not really what they wanted to have on the album, but they thought... It, the, the thing is, it's a standard song, but it, it does fit the Ben's overall vibe. And I'm not saying when, I, when this comes on, it's like, oh, no, they ruined it. It's just such a standard well, and, overall. And, and, and it is kind of a nice... Uh, Break interlude between the bends and the next song, "Play Plastic Trees," because "Play Plastic Trees" is, I mean, that's that's a uniquely Radiohead song in my opinion. And then, it, in, but just kind of a in betweener, yeah, between the two, because this does have the bigger kind of choruses. Um, and growing up in the '90s, I mean, once again, every asshole with the guitar was playing this song, and I'd imagine so. Yeah. Um, this, this is also a song. Uh, he actually wrote this song with another guy. Before. That's right. Yeah. So this is one of his old, old, and it sounds like it sounds like a, a song you wrote when you were twenty. Yeah. It sounds like one of like it, it, uh, if a guy who was a prolific songwriter like Tom York, one of his first songs that he wrote. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Like great, this huge song. Yeah. But it's just for him. Like, oh, this is when he wrote. He's like, oh, I can be a songwriter. Yeah. You write a song like this. Like, oh, I can be a songwriter. I mean, and the, and, the, and you know, it is the, the only behind, only leave me dry. But there is the verses are fucking great. Um, and there's a line in here that I really love. It's the uh, it's the second verse essentially. Is the drying up in conversation. You'll be the one who cannot talk. All your insides fall to pieces. You just sit there wishing you could still make love. They're the ones who'll hate you when you think you've got the world all sussed out. They're the ones who'll spit at you when you're the, you'll be the one screaming out. And I just wrote down a line, a little line that I made up. Is like this whole thing is you're not you're reaching for something you think you ought to be. And not some, but not some, but you, and you end up becoming when you reach for something that you think you ought to be, you oftentimes will become something that you're not. Right. And I think that's what this song's about. And I think that's again throughout the record, you kind of get little glimpses of that yeah. that idea. Just, just for sure. Um, fake plastic trees for sure. Um, yeah, just that feeling of am I? I don't know where I'm going with this. But maybe kind of attack on the bros. Tell yourself for recognition. Tell yourself to never stop. Broke another mill, you turn into something you are not. I mean, and also the rock star. Yeah. The rock star uh, persona that they they love to fight against, but also have in real life becoming. Mm-hmm. So a song to himself. Yeah, and, and as far as I know, Radiohead hasn't. They haven't in, in their entire career necessarily even had a. Oh, you know, Tom York got drunk in a fucking hotel room and busted it on fire. Or like, no. they busted everything. They don't have that. They're Oxford. Star. They're well behaved lads. Yeah. You know, they're cheeky as shit. Yeah. But they're not assholes, as far as I, you know, as far as everything I. Yeah, they're not looked at as like fucking rock band right yeah, now. Yeah, Molly Crew, those fucking yeah. dudes. You know, they. What, what, what was the song we were just talking about where he was drinking fucking tea and playing piano and for four hours? Yeah. yeah. That's, Doing the do 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 do. I'm ready now. Tom York in 1990 or 2006 dismissed the song as not bad. It's very bad. Yeah, it's pretty good. Damn, that hurts. I do like the little simmering guitar lines in there. Um, again, amazing for a demo. This is a fucking demo. And the music video for this is pretty good too. It's like a, they're them black and white. 
and they're at the uh, famous rock formation in, in LA County. Oh, yeah, Vasquez Rocks and a bunch of you like if you see the picture of Vasquez Rocks you'll, you'll know what Vasquez Rocks looks like and it's them and I and I think this is the one where time dries but they're actually getting like soaked on they're getting super wet by the end of it oh, they're all it wet it starts raining right it starts raining and yeah. then like, by the end of it they're in you know, very 90s music video and the strokes kind of have something like that too where they're playing in a uh, it's the room that playing in a pool the whole, yeah, the whole, yeah exactly um the second strokes uh, shout out we give them the record can't help it and it does have a, a relationship sound too I think it became two different songs and, and he alludes to this uh, Tom York as far as I can remember the words were originally about some loony girl I was going out with but after a while they got mixed up with ideas with success and failure so when he wrote it when he was 20 it was probably about some girl Naturally. don't leave me high dirt. yeah is what you do and then at, then he's mixing that with the reality sure, of what he's living. Sure, the idea of, uh, so kind if, of if you are famous and you're like, I hope life doesn't leave me high and dry because I'm on top right now, or I'm in a perpetual. When, when you and he's also putting himself in his in his persona of the Radiohead lyricist, where it is self defeatist. He knows that this this fame is is shallow and empty, and all this and everything that comes with being a rock star. Yeah. Is, is trivial and is fleeting and it's gonna end at any time. Yeah. But don't leave me high and dry. Don't forget, I'm the radio guy. I'm still here. I'm the creep guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a weirdo. What the hell am I doing here? And I feel like they're still at all at all costs just fighting against that. Still to this day. Yeah. Well, we matched our Coldplay. We did, we did that. We did that. I like how I got mine in first. You did, but that's fine. I was just waiting for the right. part, but it's great. It's not about who It's over now. Hey, look. We're still friends. I'll beat Buzz Aldrin. You know what I mean? He never even went to the moon. He just stayed in the spaceship or what? He <laughs> never even happened. Allegedly. Uh, allegedly, oh, sorry. Um, if you believe <laughs> they put a man on the moon. Thanks a lot, Stanley Kubrick. <laughs> um, yeah, high and dry. Let's move on to the next one. Yeah, we're done with this. M.O.R. And then, yeah, uh, kind of like what I was saying, the uh, nice little transition in between the next one. Yeah, we went two bangers, now we're doing two mellows. Mm-hmm. Fake plastic trees. Green plastic watering can For a fake Chinese rubber plant And a fake plastic girl And she bought from a
So what they did here, um, and kind of what you were saying about uh, high and dry, is they do kind of increase the. Maybe they don't change up the third verse like you were like you were saying. Maybe they should have done that. But with the intensity of every verse is kind oh, of. Oh yeah, this is great. They did a great job on this song, slowly picking it up. And slowly then it, picking it up. And then it becomes that release at the end. Yeah. yeah. And I think like, that's kind of the why, why I was saying the, 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 the nice little high and dry at, 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 at uh, worst is a nice interlude between the bands and, yeah. and, 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 and then you get the more that space. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah that space ominous. sound. Yeah. yeah, right here. That weird organ. Love that stuff. It's ominous. It's mm -hmm. just off a little bit. There's a, His melody... For the the song, just the yeah. melody of this yeah. song is incredible. Mm -hmm. um, the, the, those descending chords, are doom, 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 doom. what part? Right here. On the verses. Oh, okay. like, it just goes. Da, 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 oh yeah. It just goes and then it goes back up. Everything kind of it's kind of like a those M C Escher the stairs thing where it just kind of it goes yeah. down and then somehow ends up back up on top mm -hmm. as far as the chord structure goes. Yeah, it's there. Uh, it, um, yeah, I saw the phrase. The, it's a fine example of radio has post grunge slash pre electronic phase on the bands. Yeah, and it's both. It's just the drum, even the drums right here. It's kind of a, a noise that that grabs Johnson, Johnny Greenwood style guitars. And yeah, this is building, 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 building. And and this is very early strings for Johnny Greenwood but he said that this was his studio highlight in a megalomania kind of way the string parts for this song were kind of his first indulgence into that which he just I mean by we did in Rainbows was that album is all that the yeah so he just starts throwing everyone's throwing in their little things that keep growing and yeah. growing yep. into all their other albums Absolutely. yeah um, it seemed like it was everyone's Tom's favorite lyrics Phil's, Ed's, Johnny, all of them, favorite lyrics on the album um, of that time. Yeah, that second verse to me is the, is, the, is, the, is the killer, is the, she lives with a broken man, a cracked polyestrian man who just crumbles and burns. He used to do surgery for the girls in the 80s, and then my favorite, but Gravity Always uh, Wins. That's, I mean, it's my favorite too, it's Phil's favorite, I mean, Gravity Always Wins, what a line. I mean, just, yeah. And it, you could do that, you could take that line so many ways you could sure. take it literally like you do surgery on girls and gravity wins but gravity wins always gravity it goes back to death like death. gravity will take you down and yeah. bury you yeah, death, but the gravity death, of death, just death and gravity gravity is is the thing that is also slowly killing us yeah and just the gra yeah gravity even not even physical gravity of all situations will win out yeah and, and what i love about this one too is it, it comes up a lot is the Acoustic, uh, the acoustic backbone of the song when everything else was electronic. Yeah. Yeah, I mean how they wrote it is, or how they recorded it. He did it on a one take, singing and playing acoustic, and then they just built those. Yeah. Songs. Yeah, it's yeah. a layered on, layered, layered on song. That totally makes sense. And I guess it was kind of a pain for the drummer because you have to kind of back off and you have to stay on a click track and then bring it up. Um, so, and then my uh, little, like, funny little thing is being deaf, and I actually saw this on YouTube, and I remember thinking that, uh, you know, I, I, I have a hearing problem, but there is a, uh... What? <laughs> I can't is, hear what uh, you're saying. This red part right here. <laughs> Wrong. 
<laughs> Robert Plant. No, that's not something that I thought was a lyric, but I'm like hearing, heard it a few times, like in a town full of Robert Plants. <laughs> Everyone just belting out. <laughs> just like Robert Plant. Uh, Everybody's got long hair and way too tight pants. <laughs> There's some pictures of Robert Plant from fucking Led Zeppelin era, like early Led Zeppelin era. It's like, how the fuck did he get into those pants? I don't understand. You like see his like dick and balls just being like groupies helping him. Uh, yeah, I mean, doing what they did. Probably are... in Days Confused, where they have like that the pinching. Oh, like, that's just, right. Like, just kind of yeah. snuggle you in there. And when your balls are being drained at a consistent pace, like Robert yeah. Plant was, they have a little room. They're like, what do you need? Do you need water? He's like, no, I need my balls drained. Yeah, there's only one way to do that, lady. Let me sing the lemon song, if you guys didn't know the lemon song's about sex. I like how that was risky, even like in the 90s. Yeah. Anyways, going on tangent there. Um, they, they, they did have one issue difficult nailing the final song, especially for Tom, to sing it. They went to go see Jeff Buckley. Uh, Jeff Buckley getting get Highbury. And when they returned, he was mesmerized by the set and sang the song twice before breaking down into tears. And it's like, that's another kind of folklore. But he does, on that last one, the If I Could Be Who You Wanted All Time, he sounds like... He's about to cry. Or yeah. he's crying. Yeah. Like, it's very close. I feel like, I feel like, and maybe this is the, the, the folklore I put in my head, but I think when... I feel like after on this last tour there was a few times or maybe it was true love waits it might be it might have been true love waits but just kind of like you feel like oh shit tom might like tom might cry (laughs) yeah but that's what and that's where we were going back to earlier is that like feeling exhausted by touring is when you are like when you want to be that artist who's like okay i'm not just going through the motion i'm gonna try to relive exactly what i felt when i wrote the song or when this song first clicked and put my fucking blood on the page every time I performed that night. That's oh, exhausting to sing a song like Fake Fake by Shoes, especially that wears me out, wears me out. I mean, he wrote the song, so you probably feel some of it. It's not like he's writing everything in character. <sighs> but I can see how that could wear you out. Oh, absolutely. No, I think this one was probably the toughest for him to sing because this one hit him. I mean, he even says that, I already said that it was his favorite lyrics, but this is the one that really knocked him off. He said, this is where I found my voice. Yeah, I mean, just Singing wise, lyrically, like I, this is where I want to go. This, this last little part, go back to there. Just listen. Tell me, this sounds fake. Yeah, it doesn't matter that he's a great singer because yeah. great singers could do that, and it would just be like I hear tons of great singers, yeah. and That's what it's like no. literally multi-million dollar contracts given to people who win game shows because they have fucking yeah. nice voices. But, uh, yeah, you're not Beautiful getting that. Beautiful voices are dime a dozen. Yeah. Granted, I wish I fucking had one. Right. But that would make me special, as right. far as I'm concerned. Yeah. I just like how it ends too. Just like. Just build up and then just like a release. Just fade out. Yeah. yeah, he kills it. That's why it is that standard test of time where they still play it now. I think he stopped playing it recently. 
again, probably going back to what you're saying, and, 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 and just revisiting on, I don't think you have to go back to, and he said that, and this isn't me saying it, you don't go back to where you were when you wrote that, you just try to see how it relates to, you relates now. to it now, now yeah. that you're an older person, blah, 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 and, have, and come at it a different way, so you probably sing it a little different, but... I mean, he did it with but they'll do it every once in a while but just not as a standard oh, like no, it, be, it was a standard for so long yeah. and I think they just they do that because yeah. now they just do they pick out they'll do like kind of their set list and they'll have four or five different one sets yeah. songs for each set um, Ed O'Brien said uh, the song was a fucking nightmare there was one stage the first session when it sounded like Guns N' Roses November Rain it was so <laughs> pompous and bombastic just the worst uh and then York said it was saved through a mixing error. They missed the cue, so the electric guitars don't come in at the right place. It was a mistake, but we kept it. Mm-hmm. Mistakes. I mean, that's a cliche thing, but so many mistakes in recording music is huge. Yeah. That's it. That's where the magic is. Yeah. And that's the beauty of rock and roll. And that's the beauty of live rock and roll, where not everything is necessi- not everything is completely or not everything's computerized where a computer's not going to make mistakes but human beings playing the guitars will yeah, yeah. or playing playing instruments will and then the, uh, the overall vibe of that song uh it's the kind of lifestyle of everything looks as long as everything looks good and gives a good impression mm-hmm. uh that's what matters and, and gives us a good opinion people think of good opinion about us that's that's real yep. even though underneath is the dirty scummy stuff so yeah the whole plastic when he says my fake plastic love, is that the girl or is that his love is fake plastic? I think his love is. I think it's going to him and and I kind of mentioned it earlier, but you know that the the show Weeds that song the tight little boxes yeah. on the hillside that like the idea of that is definitely fake plastic trees to me, and he's he's trying to fit into the the regular life and go about your nine to five and just wanting to feel like a human being and want to be part of the human race. I think fake plastic trees. Yeah, that plastic love is is his. He feels he feels like a fraud to this girl who he may or may not really love or may not be you know may be a, a great person, but he just feels everything's you know fake plastic trees. Yeah, it's yeah, the plastic beach. Yeah, I think he wrote that too. I was reading like uh, there was like construction or like you know like gentrification in like some neighborhood in London or something. Oh yeah, and yeah. It was just like and there was like fake. Plants everywhere. Fake plants. Yeah, and he was just like, "What is you know what's what's going on? This is fucking, you know, this is not real." Yeah, I get that. I mean, we live out in Southern California where everything here is fake. Like these trees shouldn't be here. This should be a desert. But they do a good job of sometimes blending. But there's some areas, especially down in Orange County, and but anywhere, some even even like some of the mansion areas I go to, some of the houses. I'm like, it just feels hollow. Yeah. Like they're just thrown up quick with no real you get the idea of like this is a beautiful home but when you go back to those like say in LA those like old yeah 1920s homes where you like even if they're not the big mansions that they are you're like this feels real like, mm-hmm. this was made in a time where I don't know there was there was thought and love and, and, and all that built into it where just because something's big and gaudy and beautiful and, and quote unquote beautiful doesn't mean that it's full um, yeah. like Las Vegas for example is Las Vegas the strip is is this big fucking clusterfuck of lights and all that stuff and it feels empty but when you go to say and specifically with las vegas you go to old town vegas you go to downtown vegas yeah and you see like ah oh, this is the Gritty. real shit yeah. this is the this is real 
and yeah. and it's it's an intangible kind of indescribable. What is the real difference? I don't know. And and that kind of goes with life. It's like, when am I faking it? When am I being real? When am I going through the motions? Am I like, oh, now I have a family and I have to be a family man and blah 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 blah. Right. blah. Or do I still be the? And is that fake? Is that real? Is uh, yeah, know? yeah, and that's why that song stands the test of times, right there. Yeah, and it transitions that dark, morbid idea will transition nicely into song number five. Burns. That fucking chorus. I love this song. Holy Pixies, huh? Yeah. Holy Pixies and Holy... What's the Frequency Kenneth? But I th- actually think I actually think what's the frequency kind of came out after or right around that same time. But that Tremelo, bum, 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 bum. Well, this is like definitely Surfer era, or Surfer Rose era. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, like I want to say, just hold me. Yeah, I couldn't hear you. It's the Kim Deal. Yeah, the Kim Deal baseline. Kim Deal baseline mm-hmm. for sure. Simple. Yeah, driving the whole time. Yeah. Yeah, with that, I know if you don't have that driving bass for the, these kind of songs it will just kind of get monotonous and and colin greenwood never i feel like he never overplays no he never overplays. i don't feel like any of these guys overdo anything no, no. even when it they're is they're perfect do you understand me <laughs> how many more times can we fucking say it uh yeah no but you're right he no never overplay never like and Colin with the bass solo. <laughs> he's just there, just looking at the guys. He's like, I don't want to. Please, no, I don't want to. I hardly want to be on this bag, but I've got a mortgage to pay. Uh, and uh, you know the song uh, "Wishful Thinking" by Wilco, off of uh, "Ghost Is Born." Mm-hmm. The song totally reminds me of it. The verse, the, the, those two songs. I listen to those, and not even necessarily music-wise, but. Idea. The vibe. Yeah, the vibe and the verse sound. Uh, it has like a rhythmic similarity. Yeah. yeah. 
And then it's got the it's got that wah, 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 and then bing 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 almost like a train going by like bing you know just that weird little I don't know if that's an echo or just someone just dash going ding 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 uh but kind of like a standard rock song I guess maybe that's where you're going with Pixies too yeah. um, but but also sprinkled in with then again or yet again fear of dying yeah. Yeah, and, and again, this could go to physical, to actually being physically weak, yeah. and I don't want to, like, crumble, or, I mean, de- depression. I mean, de- it brings out Prozac painkillers. Yeah. Um, or just, yeah, stuck in your thought that we're all going to die and being like, what are you going to do about it? I-, I look at it as more as the physical part, where he doesn't want to be crippled from crack, shoulders, wrists, knees, and back, crawling on a force, but then that moment, you just got to get the fuck back up. You gotta just, or don't do something until you fucking feel it in your bones. And the way he sings this, it's there's a Bono there, but next level Bono, you know? Tom Bono. Tom Bono. (laughs) And then everything's fine again, you know? Like that never just you just just, what did you just do right there? Yeah, the chorus. And, and, and the late is like drunk pros and thank Yeah. Or drunker. Everything's stretched out. And then the guitars come. It's kind of about like getting It's my favorite line. It's a good like line. on the one of my favorite on the album. Yeah, but it's like yeah, like I used to be like this, you know, innocent time when I was young. Yeah. A loop he comes back to. Yeah, I, it, it's a it hurts. That line hurts. And it's yeah. I don't know if it's so much like I'm not. Yeah, it is saying that I'm not that anymore. But I, I, all the children through when I touched their hands, like I had that magic touch that yeah. I don't feel like I have with people. It's like a disconnection with yeah. people, you know. I don't know if Tom York was ever that kind of guy. I mean, that, we, we talk about his physical ailments. He's a weird-looking dude. He's got that eye thing. I mean, I'm sure that was fucking torture in school. You have anything that's at all wrong with you, and human little human children will destroy you. There's a comic named John Mulaney, and he's got a bit where he's like. He's like, 12 year olds will make fun of you and the thing, and, and point out the thing that you don't like about you. And he goes, he goes Look at that man over there with the, with the feminine hips. He's got tiny hips. Like, oh, that's the thing I'm sensitive about. <laughs> Kids are so mean. Yeah. To, and so brutally honest, where it's like, Yeah, yeah, I know I have buck teeth. But guess who fucking just told me I have buck teeth? This fucking, my nephew. My yeah. eight year old stupid nephew. And it, what song we were talking about where I was saying you kind of just have to let it wash over you, whatever that shitty feeling is, instead of just instant numbness, mm-hmm. instead of just Prozac painkillers, feeling that yeah, horrible depression. Yeah, and you just let it let it wash into your bones like it's real. Mm-hmm. Stop denying the some of these gross feelings yeah, in the you. Yeah. Real. Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes it is really shitty. Sometimes you're uh, going through some mental anguish. 
But pop that Prozac. That's yeah, what George says. <laughs> pop that Prozac. Pop that pussy. Pop that Prozac. Gotta make a rap song about Prozac. I know. Oh, uh, offspring. Prozac can make it better. Not, not anything. Is that a real song? Prozac and can we just say it's just a great rock song? A lot of those big bands and uh, they they love the chunk. They're still doing the chunk. Good interplay between Ed and Johnny. Trying and to give Ed love. Yeah, there's a good contrast. It's like you gotta feel it in your bones. Like you gotta feel it. Kind of like it's a positive. I feel like it's a positive. Me too. It is struggling to just be like ah, oh, just give me something. Yeah. You just have to feel it. Yeah. It's down to the bare minimum, though. You know, not in your heart. You gotta feel it in your bones. Yeah, I feel like this is this song is like not one of their darkest songs. Enough. Yeah. It's more like positive. It's still dark. But like and all done in one take. Yeah. Impressive. Uh, but yeah, just when when at the end of the day, there's you. There's like all the problems, everything in your way, but there's you, and this you gotta feel what's right for you. Yeah. Sometimes that shit's ugly. Uh, but yeah, I always like the Peter Pan part. Works for me. And the way he sings it, too. I mean, it's just... And he's got the backup vocals now. Doing the... Uh, is this recording? Yep. Okay, you gave me... A, you had a face looking like something uh, was wrong. You had the face that, like, oh, <laughs> we haven't been recording <laughs> the whole time. the last uh, hour and 45 minutes have just been a pretty cool conversation between three friends. <laughs> And not for any purpose of recording a podcast for for the entertainment of others. I only talk to humans for social media and for (laughs) podcasts. For self-declaration. I want likes. Yeah. uh, Thank you for listening to this podcast. You can go to www.thisismusicpodcast.com and check out all of our assorted and, uh, you know, writings and previous podcasts and concert reviews and photos and all that stuff and uh share us and talk to your friends about us and stuff you know so we're cool guys that ending is so nice they do a lot of like that big rocks like dum 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 it doesn't end it keeps going you're like oh yeah. that wasn't it and then they yeah. do it again it's self-masturbatory and sometimes i like a little yeah. masturbatory yeah. rock and roll yeah i know there's something weird about now it's become like, uh, here goes the rock being all rock songs. Like, it's fucking fun. It's rock and roll, motherfucker. Cunts. I mean, how are you, us, again, us being in a band where we do the. Yeah, I get it. It's not fun for you. Go back to your boring job, but for a moment, it's fun to rock the fuck out. Yeah, rock the fuck out. We need more, need more of that. Rock and roll is not dead. It's just. Very placid. Mm-hmm. It's like a, it's like a weak boner right now. It's like a fake plastic tree. It's a fake plastic boner. Mm-hmm. We will now go on. We're now going to be at our halfway point. Yep. In the record. Love this song. This is a deep cut that I. Yeah. This song hit me as a a young buck. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I didn't. There weren't many songs that I could think of from that at that age before. And still, but just that sound like this song. I, yeah. This is just a ethereal, let's call it nice dream, but yeah. dreamlike escape song. Mm-hmm. Parentheses, nice dream. And we can talk about why is it? Why is it? This is nice dream, number six. Nice dream. Halfway through. Yep.
The song's so good. It's like, where, where, you know, you say, like, where did the songs come from? Where did this song come from? And the strings. Is that Johnny? I'm guessing that's Johnny. Um, yeah, I, I, I've always just really, the song's always kind of stuck out to me. This is kind of a, this is kind of a, one of their first, uh, like, uh, uniquely Radiohead songs. It really reminds me of uh, kind of Smith, the Smith's S. Oh, yeah, well, I think the Morsey. Uh, like he's doing kind of like a Morsey. Impression. He's that. I mean, REM, Pixies, U2, Smiths. If you have to, like, you have to play that game. Yeah. Of how do you make a Radiohead? Yeah. Yeah. And then a little grunge. Add a little sure. grunge. A, l- a little of the times. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, it's, it's in a good way for sure. It's not like I love this stuff. So no, no, not like over the top, like emulating, but like yeah, right. Like a little bit, like a little unlock. Uh, like that, like that. You think of that song, like "Go Back to Sleep," that Smith song? What's are, what? Are you just thinking Smiths overall? Just Smiths, like just the, the vibe. Yeah, just the vibe. Just the you know the acoustic. You know, oh, like okay. The, the more the the the, in, the instruments and yeah. stuff. Okay. Um. Like this part, it's like very. And this little, yeah, but the little space, like the little drop right there, and then his little lifting voice here coming in. We did, we didn't say he has an angel voice, but he is an angel. He's one of one of the angels walking among us. Um. So where to start on this song? It's there's really no electric guitars besides the solo, right? So just all strumming. Guitars and. And this is more like a musician thing, but. From the beginning of the album to this, from their first song, from the bends, a lot of their chord changes is a slight little thing, but they, they don't do, they do slight little um, notes, same chord, but just shifting on the on the same note. So on that song, it's just, they're on a B, well, they're, they're doing this descending line, but they just, they, they just do little shifts to add little notes on the same chord. So it's, it's very, it's not huge shifting chords which i think keeps this nice kind of lullaby sound to a lot of their songs um and this song for sure has that um said we all debuted playing acoustic guitar in this sort of cosmic kumbaya outside the studio sounds right for sure there's this awful photograph of us all sitting in the lawn with headphones on the lyrics came out of a half drunk dream ad one of those where you don't really sleep properly it's about our relationship with people generally 
Um, I hear friendships and old flames kind of in this song. This is me saying it. Uh, like the first verse is just having a friendship. You know, we're talking about we don't have any real friends. This is probably the epitome of real friends. It's not, they love you like you're a brother. They protect you, listen to you. They dug you your very own garden and give you sunshine, maybe happy. So it's not, they just led you the whole way, but they gave a little garden for you so you could grow yeah. and become go, a better person of what yeah. you are. I kind of go the opposite with that, right? I just, I'll continue, I'll continue on the, the, the theme of not fitting in societal norms where say it is a guy like Tom York and the, the persona he's been putting on where he's, he's sleeping and he's, you know, in a world where he, somebody treats him like a brother and protects him and listens to him and they dig him a garden and they give him sunshine and they make him happy. It was a nice drink. It was a nice drink. It still isn't. Yeah. And he calls his friend on it. The second verse is he calls his friend the good angel. She's out with an answer phone. And then she'd love to come help, but to see what I electrocute us all. And then it's kind of becoming a little bit more uh, realistic. Yeah. I guess. I guess she's not, th- she's not going to be there she's for you. She's not going to be there. Nice stream, nice stream. If you think you're strong enough, like, are you, do you think you belong enough? Those kind of, rep, the, the, and the fact that, that those repeat kind of just led me to believe that he is actually, in, 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 like you were saying, he's on a half dream, where he's still, he, he's still dreaming of a, of a place where he could fit into regular life, regular society, yeah. and have friends that love him and all that stuff, but it's not, to him, it's just, it was, it was a nice dream. That's not, that, yeah. that's, not the, that's not how I'm actually living my life. Well, is he saying, nice dream, like with a smile on her face, or is like, nice dream, like, yeah, nice dream, buddy, no, this think, this think, isn't I happening. I neither, I think in, uh, not like nice dream, like, yeah, nice dream, motherfucker, but like, uh, it was a nice dream, it's like kind, kind of, of, a kind of this, huh? Like a fleeting type of Yeah, like, it was nice, but I know that it was a dream, like, it would be nice to feel that way. But, but it's not reality. It's not reality, yeah, it's true. Yeah, in, 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 in the way where he's, he is just like... I just imagine him, just like you know, when you wake up from a dream and you're still in bed and you realize that you're in a dream. Actually, I had one of those last night. It was weird, um, but you, you kind of just like, man, that was a dream. Like it wasn't mm-hmm. the reality. You kind of you wake up and you are disappointed by yeah. your regular life. That's, I think that's the kind of dream he's waking up. What's been happening to me recently is my goddamn dog will just bark in like seven in the morning, and wake me up from a dream, and I'll just be pissed at her from- because I was having such a nice dream. And you, there's none of that going back to it. No. That's, no, that's never, bullshit. Never, never. Dude, I remember one time I had a dream that I was on... Um, this really aged me. Um, but uh, I was on a beach with Cindy Crawford. And like we're on like, bark loungers. And I swear to God, I woke up. Cindy Crawford of today? No, of 19... Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and um, this was back... This was in 1999, probably. So that's why I was dreaming of Cindy, Cindy Crawford. But, uh, and then I woke up, like, fuck, that wasn't it was Cindy Crawford. And then I went back to sleep and then continued the dream. And that's the only time that I remember just, like, falling back into a dream. Yeah. Um, nice dream. There you go. Yeah. That's what the song is about, Cindy, yeah, Crawford. Cindy Crawford. She's the good angel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I kinda, I like that. I like how the first one's like, what would be great? And then it's a, a counter-reaction. We're like, okay, so I called up my good friend, the good angel. But her excuse is so overborn, like, I would come help, but then everyone's gonna die. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like just you could no. just say you go out with other people. <laughs> yeah, 
Just say you don't feel like going out. I yeah. Um, but there's also like I can't remember. She said she'd love to come help, but the sea would electrocute us all. Like your your vibe, your energy is gonna affect everyone right now, and that's true too. You know, like someone's the sea of your energy, the sea of your sea of your yeah will start affecting people, and people are like eh, like slowly fading away. So I think the, the there's a positive in the first verse and then the, a negative in the second, which is great. The juxtaposition. So yeah, you never know if he's saying that that happy nice dream, or like you said, it's a little both. It's fleeting. Sometimes he's saying it's a great dream, but the I like when he goes into the nice dream and goes into the solo. Kind of, kind of turns into the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory going into the fucking warped psychedelic tunnel. Then you're like, what the fuck part of the dream is this? You know, and then you're, and then all of a sudden it comes back out to that stream again. Uh, after you went through a little nightmare. And I like the, if you think you're strong enough, the backup singing on it. I know Brian, right? I think oh, it's, yeah, I, I think it's both. One of my notes, it, it, there is a I mean, obviously it's, as, it's Tom too, but at, yeah. At, at you can hear the low voice. Yeah. Right there. Yeah. I think that was uh Oh, I'm on the wrong song here. And then here we go into the Charlie and Chalk Factory hellhole. His solos are just little melodies, you know? And I think you just hear Tom say I can do it or something right now. I can do it. Hey, right here. And it's got that dun 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 Be Beatles or like uh, yeah like the Beatles or even Sally Hatchet you know yeah. like dun 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 dun. What's the before it goes into the end? Watch it, she's so heavy. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it almost sounds like Trump is like dum dum bum 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 bum. And that voice coming in. I mean, great outro too. Yeah, but all the background noises too, very spaced out. Yeah. And this song definitely reminds me of another song that we did later, uh, There you go. This is definitely the the, the baby of that yeah, exactly. for sure. In this weird space. Pre-electronic. Now we're gonna pick it back up. Yep. Just.
Hell of a banger. The thing that you said earlier, what was it about high and dry, where they just for the third verse don't work for the next verse? This is the one. They don't increase themselves. They don't kind of bring it bigger. This one, they're, they, they, they've got that dynamic down of like, okay, this is the same verse. You know, we're doing the same thing for the verse, but it's going to be a little bit a little bit higher. I mean, just, yeah. like, just like high and dry did. No, but this uh, is your... I'm sorry, fake classic did. No, but oh, well, you were right on the first one. Remember when I said on high and dry, the third time they came in the chorus it just seemed like a yeah. little like eh this one this is the one that I was talking about they do the they do the solo then it stops and it, it should be you do it to yourself but they let it just play out and then he comes in and we'll get to that I don't, yeah, I don't even know where to start with this song well, it's this solo right here whatever this is this transition to this mellow thing threw me off forever this double guitar just like Pure perfection. This is like uh, a baby to paired on Android. Yeah, yeah, the baby solo to it. But like, how did you even? And then it goes into the Tom Morello like. So right there, you should go. You do it to you. No one's doing. It. That was perfect. Don't sing it right there. Come in a little later. Give us, give us what you think we don't. Want. Don't give us what we. And then he says it a little more annoyed right there. You know. Just now he's like, I've already said this a couple times. Well, you're not fucking listening, you know? But it, for for a concert, everyone would have loved to ha have it right then. But nope, not giving it to you. And then kind of, there's another song you said there was like descending lines. A, a lot of songs do that. That's kind of how chord progressions go. But this song is very descending, like... Dun, dun, dun. Don't give me sympathy Ringing at the 15th floor As it keeps going down And then even the chorus kind of goes down But his ascending da, 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 You know it's that one contradiction in the song Is his uh, Johnny, Johnny Greenwood's uh, Chords He plays probably 40,000 chords in the song They were The joke was they were trying to figure out that To play the most amount of chords they could in one song and I, I don't want to just skip over what that just was. Can you just go back to the end of that solo? Right here. Just get, just turn it up. What the fuck is that? And then let's, let's go, boys. Let's do it again. They're like, oh, we're not done. We're fucking jamming again. And then you hear Tom York just pissed in the back. Yeah, fuck it. You did it. You fucking. You fucking. No, but yeah, the, the ascending one that you mentioned, too, that's very, like, that's music. Oh, yeah, welcome <laughs> to music again. Yeah. Yeah, uh, those, like, diehard radio fans, like, love to, like, shit on Muse for that. It's like, to me, it's just like, Muse made, Muse is making great fucking Muse music, too. Yeah, they're just a branch yeah. off of the Radiohead yeah. tree. Yeah, yeah. exactly. There's nothing wrong with that. You so, hate all the bands who have that covered that, uh, Mimic to Velvet Underground? But yeah, if you're gonna hate any band that yeah. mimics some other band, then I guess you just don't like music. Don't like any of those <laughs> yeah. Anyways, so we, yeah, we kind of were just trying to talk about the song while it was going. <laughs> we were doing our best. Um, as far as just a pop rock song, I don't, I don't want to say pop rock, but just just a great song. Like I think a lot of people like this song. If you if you just play this to the average person, yeah. 
the average, whatever that means, the average person. Just not music lover. Yeah, standard songs. Um, yeah, apparently, it's a, a, a palatable uh, heavy rock song. Yeah, John John Lucky's that produces his favorite track. Um, it's got some religious tones to it, and the only way I see that is the holy cow, pure as hell, and both of the verses. One day he'll teach you and teach you how to be a holy cow, and then what's the other one? And teach you how to get to pure as hell. I don't know. They both end with holy and hell. Yeah, I, I, for me, this one is definitely the depression coming back. Um, when I have it sounds like a, the narcissistic friend who's just like badgering you. Like he's been hanging around for uh, depression is the is the absolutely yeah. Suckered you, but not your friends. You're just sitting there like, are you hearing this shit? Like, yeah. I'm a fucking, oh, I'm a me. loser. Just me? All right. No one else is hearing this voice? I guess this is my battle. Yeah. One day I'll get to you and teach you how to get to purest hell. No, I mean, that's, yeah, that's exactly what it is. You change the lock three times. Like, I do this. I've done everything. Yeah. Depression. All right. I feel pretty good in this room. It's like, ah, fuck. There it is again. Yeah. Don't get my sympathy hanging out the 15th floor. You change the lock three times, he still comes reeling through the door. It's like, obviously, obviously, he knows that, you know, he's maybe going to kill himself by, you know, jumping off the 15th floor. Right. He's changed the lock three times because he's made the attempts to try to keep depression out, and uh, he, keeps, keep, he keeps reeling that through the door. Like, a, yeah, like a demon, a demon personified, as, or depression dis, de, de personified as a demon. And now it's become in my repertoire of just cliche saying so I'm just like well you know you do it to yourself it just became that most answers like you, you try to help someone then if they keep going you're just like you're doing this to yourself dude and that, that is kind of also the response where a lot of people who haven't gone through depression are just kind of like just snap out yeah kind of just doing this to yourself it's like, yes I know I know but I uh, can't get myself out of this yeah so, yeah and that weird scream at the end. You can't do that one over again. <laughs> that was in the moment. Yeah, just beautiful, structured rock song. And then fuck this solo or whatever that is. Yeah, that's it sounds like it's like metal grinding through more metal or a saw. Well, this is like the rhythm section holding it down, too. It's always. just like just solo and then just fucking Colin yeah. Ingrid and uh, Phil Solo doing their magic. Yeah, again, it always comes down to that's what separates them from a lot of other bands. It's just the groove. It's always there. And it's not the overplaying that we're... All right, let's go into the next. Let's, let's fade this out to the next one. I am done. Yeah. 
Yeah. And you don't see that chorus coming. Or whatever it is. I don't know if that is the chorus. Yeah, we saw it we saw them play this on the last time we saw them. Yeah, they play this they play this a lot. Yeah. This is standard. Mm-hmm. I mean, just got down, bam, 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 Uh, the, this recording is actually a live recording from Astoria that they recorded in 94. So again, go fuck themselves. This is them playing live, and they took most of it. They did a, they did a little studio magic, but most of this is just uh, from a live uh, recording in 94. Only the vocals were replaced, which makes sense. But just... Killing it. I mean, this is them at a. As far as like full band rocking out, this is them at their one of their peaks. Yeah, and this is this is this is the song that we were kind of alluding to earlier, where it is kind of the fuck you to creep. And I think because not the fuck you to creep necessarily, but it is a we are more than creep. And let's talk about how we are more than creep, and then write this like this bombastic because you kind of do have the verse the, the mellow verse and the heavy chorus like in creep but and and everything my iron lung is the thing that keeps you alive and and they are they are they are acknowledging the fact that you know creep is the song that got them here yeah you know we are grateful for our iron lung but see it's weird I, loves it. I never Either I just didn't read the interviews that were talking about that or just ignored it. Yeah. I, 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 I Obviously, I knew this in the last 10 years, but I just never knew at that time and stuff that this song had anything to do with no, being I, about, like... Because I, I was listening to another podcast I was talking about, The Benz, and, and she was saying that it really bothered her that she's like, all this song is, is about creep. And I'm like, I, if you re- if you if that's all you're reading into it... That's, such a, that's a very surface level way. Very surface yeah. level. Yeah, I, I, that's not the that's not the the way that I saw it. But once I started seeing breakdown of it, in uh, breakdown of it, kind of spelled out that way, it made sense. Like okay, yeah, it is. When you break every every line down, where it's uh, um, what is it? Uh, we suck suck your teenage thumb, toilet train and dumb. When the power runs out, we'll just hum. This is our new song, just like the last one. Total waste of time, my iron lung. The ending, for sure. Yeah. But, but like, and this, I actually just was, this is what I like about this podcast is that it makes me, like, I try to do research, blah, 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 look up what is the song about, and I like reading other people's interpretations. And then I went to the gym today and was like, I'm going to put this album on again. And I heard it for the first time in a different way. And I don't know if it's like a... Whatever, but like, so he, the first thing is faith. You're driving me away. You do it every day. You don't mean it, but it hurts like hell. 
So uh, an iron lung is something that's giving you support that isn't in you, right? It's giving you, it's helping you out live that's not through you. Faith. Yeah. It's a comfort. Faith is a comfort. So that's one thing where he's just like, this is an iron lung that I'm using. I don't need it, but I use it for comfort to make me feel better about life. And then we're too young to fall asleep, too cynical. We all do that, especially when you're younger. You're just you're cynical about everything. That's another comfort thing. You joke about everything, and that's another self self defense mechanism. It's another iron lung. Then you have the then he goes into the well, our our scratch our eternal itch. I think that's always trying to look for the answer. That's another kind of looking for something. Um, suck your teenage thumb, totally turning dumb. I think that's just being exactly what it says when you're teens. You think you know everything, and that's your another. You're, you're so scared of everything that's your other iron lung. And then it goes to their song, Creep is our iron lung now. And I just see it as just other, we all have our iron lung that keeps us feeling safe. And then at the end, it's okay if you're frightened, if you're frightened, to let that go. Faith, to let go of that, to let go of just realizing you're a fucking idiot. I, th I think that's the most important thing you just do in your life is just realize how dumb you are. I think it's yeah, very... Really help you out it really does and and then everyone's dumb not just you because that that's a fir that's the first problem is you, you go like man everyone else knows what the fuck's going on or not, i don't know if you say that but you're just like damn i'm when dumb you're, when you're young you definitely do oh when i become a grown-up i'll have everything figured out yeah and then you realize the grown-ups are dummies you realize as when you become a quote-unquote grown-up you realize oh shit nobody knows anything nobody knows or, or the, the, the next even the next level after that now is that then i listen to like i love podcasts i listen to professionals who know exactly what they know, yeah. but then I'm like, oh, they know this thing, amazingly, and I love to listen to them talk about it, but then on everything else, they're with me yeah, exactly. in the great cosmos of unknown, you know? So it's just this cool, I don't know. I, I, that's how I like looking at that song, is just kind of letting go of all these things that make you feel, and we all have our, our own iron lungs, yeah. but I don't think this song is like, yep, this song's about creep in our reaction, that's it. It's yeah. like, wow, that's what, you, like, I don't get how you get that from everything else besides this is our new song yeah that's like it, but that's why i said like it, it made sense to me once i thought about it in that way and then you kind of have confirmation bias where you go oh yeah okay well, i can see how that yeah you know that you can definitely see it is and but what you going back to what you were what you were saying earlier and uh, yet again another pete holmes quote where he's like look at everybody walking around like at, like anybody knows anything yeah just everybody how does it, nobody knows anything and anybody acting like they know something. I, I and I notice those people I'll be at Starbucks be like, Hell yeah, you don't know what's going on either. What's up, brother? <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll just see that other person be like, nah, fuck that guy. I don't trust that guy. That guy thinks he knows everything. Yeah, he just comes in old doo 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 and like, nah, yeah. we're good. That's why kids suck a lot of times. It's just like you just haven't got to that point where you, you you're you're being told all the time of how like everything you're doing is awesome. It's so amazing, like I, I, I I, I live with an eight-year-old and just like seeing like and I know that I was that way and just yeah, he, he's so he's going back to school and he's like why do I have to go back to school I already I already know English I'm like <laughs> what do you mean he's like I know how to talk and stuff I know how to read and like but there's so much more and then like he kept on being like but I know math and like yeah you know addition but there's multiplication there's division there's calculus there's algebra there's ge geometry and, and but there was just something so innocent, and it just starts right away. You're just, it's, you're iron lung. Like, I got it. I got it. I'm talking to you right now. We're good. And it's like, and then I, then I went to that. I go, no one knows. I, I'm like, everyone you know, you, all the teachers, no, I didn't say no one knows anything. 
But I just said they they keep learning. Everyone keeps learning. There's never don't ever think you know everything. No one will ever. It's impossible to know everything. He's like, well, and you name some teacher. I'm like, no, doesn't know everything. Barely knows enough. Mr. Greenberg is yeah. really smart. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and it's amazing that we just like we need to like latch on to everything, even reality. You're like, this is reality. This is how everything is. And then obviously you learn that's all yeah. false too. Um, so yeah, this song it's so deeper than that for me. And besides that, it fucking jams. Yeah, absolutely. Never knew, never knew that part. Never even looked it up. I don't like it. What I, what I'm reading. About what? The chorus. Oh, the chorus. The head shrinkers. They want everything. My uncle Bill. My Belisha Beacon. Get the fuck out of here. Now I'm fine with that. I don't care. I can't barely I, I like how I always liked that chorus Where I, I, I just couldn't hear I, I could yeah. hear They want everything And I like that yeah. Like you just heard like uh, I, I, It sounded like to me Like my heart open They want everything My heart open That's what it sounded like to me Of course you fill in I, That's what I like about that song You kind of filled in My Uncle Bill My Belisha Beacon And then Did I even find out what Police Beacon's like something helped you cross the road or something. Says, uh, says Let's what, people know what, when to cross the road. Uncle Bill would, re- would refer to money bills going crazy and thinking it's basically a part of what you stand with. My Belisha Beacon would refer to where he came from, which is Britain, England, however you like, or, sh- or showing that radio ad as one wants to cross the road themselves without the help of contracts and producers. And this is also I like that. back into yeah. the... I don't necessarily agree. I don't really like that that help of contracts and producers because then that would that would kind of attribute itself to the uh, creep um, metaphor or the creep thesis statement. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just that 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 beacon, that thing that's helping you get to where you need to go. And, and, I mean, and, it and is another. Yeah, I do like the head shrinkers. They want everything. That's cool. Just my uncle Bill. That threw me for a loop. My uncle Bill. No. Must have said something to him. I, w- I don't know. I, for me, I always thought Head Shrinkers was like a reference to Oasis. Cause it, don't they have a song like that? Like, they do, but not Head Shrinker. They do say something about that. No, though. it's a song titled named Head Shrinker. Is it? Yeah. Head Is it a B side? No, it's from uh, their first album. Definitely Maybe? Yeah, definitely Maybe. Head Shrinker. Hmm, you think that you Lost think there's a fog been treated like a dog. I, I, I just don't know. Do you think Tommy York's gonna spend his time calling out fucking Oasis? I mean, they didn't like each other. Oh, yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> From the master plan, but I don't uh, think, uh, yeah, it is a piece I don't think, yeah, thank you. I saw it was right. I just want, I want my points there. Uh, and released, uh, I said that was a B side. <laughs> master Band was all B sides, yeah. Never mind. Uh, master plan is the shit, though. Mm hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, hey, there's no right or wrong. I just, I feel like Tom York's the kind of guy who's like, I'm not wrong even, about trying to describe <laughs> art, Ron. But it's just like, I'm not, exactly but I don't, I don't see, I don't see him giving like, no, I don't either. the yeah. thought. Yeah. Like, Oasis might. Oh, yeah. Elgato will, did, too. Oh, oh they shit on him, yeah, for absolutely, sure. Absolutely, absolutely. And, but, but Tom York just goes like, uh, he said something like, who are Oasis? Like, what, what do they do? Are they bigger than Jesus? <laughs> Um, I always like when bands fight though in that funny way. It's it's cool. Yeah, like a, a Ryan Adams uh, type. Ryan just seems like he's going through something. Yeah. It, if you don't know, like he's just going on some Twitter rants, Ryan Adams uh, against the Strokes and God Father John Misty. Yeah. But it just him, seems God. weird. It just seems like okay, you're gonna attack. I don't know if you say it in in, in like. 
face-to-face interviews. I like that more, but on Twitter, it just seems bitchy and weird. Well, when our president is also doing that, people feel like I know. Yeah, everything's over. It doesn't matter. Uh, so, yeah. Anyways. We will uh, we'll let this uh, iron lung go out. And he does more of that Tom Morello. So, yep. whatever the fuck. All right, well, I guess we're moving on. We've talked enough. Bulletproof. Wish I was. That's how you actually say the song. Bulletproof. I wish I was. I wish I was. <laughs> we gotta give it a second. Ah. Love this town. Is this about Tupac? Nice, nice. Yep. <laughs> this is about everyone that's ever been shot. <laughs> this song's about JFK. This song goes out to John Lennon. Yeah. This song goes out to everyone in the Civil War. This song goes out <laughs> Every to war, actually. Sorry. Every war ever. This song goes out to Ronald Reagan. Um, this song goes out to the victims of the Manson family. It just doesn't go out to stuff. Nicole Brown Simpson. You were stabbed, bitch. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> we do. I hate you. Um, and Caleb, not Caleb, Caleb. What's the other guy's name? Ronald Goldman. Right? Poor guy. Man, that brutal. He's just known as the waiter. The guy. And all he was doing is returning glasses. Ugh. Yeah, he was banging her. Yeah, he was banging her for sure. You know, you look back at Nicole Brown Simpson. Eh. Pretty hot. Uh, for 90s, 90s, for 90s, 90s skinny 90s chick. Body, huh? but did you just think like he's fucking OJ Simpson? Yeah. Well, he wasn't just banging her. No, he wasn't, but that's the girl. I, I, whatever. She seemed dope. From the videos and stuff, she seemed like a cool girl. Yeah. You see the videos of her? Yeah. She seemed cool. Yeah. No, I think she was dope. Okay. 
We'll like, put up a, a, a article on the <laughs> How cool was she? <laughs> no, but she like not that party means she's cool, but she was just like I don't think she was just like I think I bet she was really cool with him doing stuff and then he just got crazy. Yeah. And uh probably C T E. What's that? That football shit that football players get. Oh, the like the head getting, trauma thing. Yeah. The chronic uh transcranial estrogen. Sure Could have been, but if she was wearing a bulletproof vest, the song the song came out. She probably heard the song. Yeah, and then that's why she got killed. Damn. Ooh, boy. Should have said that. Those are good documentaries, though. You should watch those. Anyways. <laughs> she was the, she was the, uh, the uh, supporting actress to a lot of fucking really good uh, documentaries. <laughs> 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 uh, and Ronald Goldman as well. This podcast is sponsored by the Don't kill families anybody. of Ronald Goldman and... Wow, that would suck if they actually listened to this. I know. Yeah, it's been 26 years. Get over it. Yeah, but they'd be like, "What the fuck does this have to do with bulletproof?" <laughs> I love Radiohead. I didn't want yeah, to. Yeah, I was. I was. was going on a nice drive. I got the family in the back. We're all listening to you guys swearing and drinking. Mister and Mrs. Uh, Nicole Brown Simpson, I hope that uh, you guys forgive us for this. Um, Hey, hey, he was guilty. We all agree. But just like your daughter, limb by limb and tooth by tooth, stirring up inside me every day, every hour, I wish that I wish that I was bulletproof. What do you guys think of the name bulletproof dot 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 dot? I wish I was. I love Radiohead, and and we were wondering if they did it in Pablo Honey. They didn't, but they love doing the subtitles. Uh, because Bulletproof would, if you just left it Bulletproof, you'd think, well, this song's about being Bulletproof, like the LaRue song, which is actually, I, I like that LaRue song. It's, it's about feeling invincible, and you'd want that every now and mm. then. And, but it's a reminder, like, I would, okay, I like that. Yeah, because at first I was just like, all right, too much information, but you're right. <laughs> <laughs> One sentence, too many. Like, like, <laughs> like, if it was called I Wish I Was Bulletproof, I'd be like, ugh. No, no, that wouldn't be good. That wouldn't be good. It's yeah. Bulletproof. I wish I was. <laughs> Yeah, okay. I, that turned me around right there. That yeah. was a good explanation. Yeah, because if it was just Bulletproof, it's just like, yeah, I can stand exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah, like, if it was uh, just called Bulletproof, you would think that this was a, I will not be defeated. Yeah, you know? Fuck those songs. No. I mean, I cool. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck those songs. I don't know. I mean, I mean cool. I mean, people like them. I'm a lion. Hear me roar or whatever. Yeah. Fucking Katy Perry. Get out of here. Well, she always also has, I'm a plastic bag. Or do you ever feel like We'll be covering her albums Don't worry yeah, about it we'll do American Girls Yeah, yeah. Um, We'll just do like 10 in a row Just yeah. boom We'll get them all out So good Anyways can we actually talk about this song Yeah 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 Go ahead We went on a 5 minute tangent mm-hmm. um, Sorry to the families again Really short <laughs> Really short song <laughs> It is It is Love it though It, it, like, it doesn't it's, it, The fat is trimmed off of it yeah, fat on it. exactly. It's just straight to the point, and it shows how good they are at mellow tunes. Like they just, they can do. They've shown time and time again they can rock. But a lot of bands, when they go, they do power ballads or anything like that. It's like, ugh. And that's what that's what is November rain. That's what I. It's funny. It's like, they're. I guess they're considered power ballads, high and dry, um, fake plastic trees. This song, not power ballads, but like, what else would you put them in? Yeah. But they're just so much more than that, you know? They just deserve so much more respect. They're not... Well, the thing is, is because they're not a hard rock band who who needs to... That's true. Get a single out. put their... All right, let's... let's Every let's rose has its song. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Let's let's do a song where it'll make people like want to slow dance to our shit. It's like, no, that's what they also have in them. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it, I don't feel that they're slow songs. I mean, 
some of Radiohead's slow songs are my favorite Radiohead songs. And some of their hard songs are my favorite Radiohead songs. But, yeah, this one... And this one is kind of like what you were going with with my Iron Lung, where I don't really know how to see this. And I think this, uh, the best I can do is it just continues the, 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 the statement of not fitting in and wanting to be... If I could be just wish you weren't so sensitive. Yeah, exactly. I said the one note I had was feelings hurt, sad face. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah, it's just you would just that overall no death, nothing could hurt you. I wish this it, that when you're just over too much shit's happening, you're just like God. I just wish nothing could bother me. You know, just like obviously that's never gonna not happen, but I, that would be awesome. It's not. It's not at all. I don't. I just wish for one moment. I could not let things bug me as much as they do. Yeah, it, yeah, it's a literal song. He's got a couple back-to-back songs that are a little more literal than his esoteric type tunes. And the the bulletproof coffee. Bulletproof coffee. I tried that for a while and then realized it maybe it isn't as healthy as it. Well, it's not going. We've already done two different tangents on not on the song. We can't do a third. We cannot do a third. Uh, Two big songs, two big parts on the song that I really like. This little interplay, probably Ed. Another shout out, Ed. Ed, good job, and 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 Johnny doing their um, triad. What, what am I trying to think of? Arpeggio playing. I really like that. It's like sparkly. I love that word because it's so gay. Sparkly <laughs> type of ding, ding 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 ding. I like that. And then the uh, improvised. This this was. The whistling sound effects in the back. This is a great headphone song. You wouldn't think so because it's so mellow. You think it's just a strummy, but there's so much going on. The ghostly whale song howls. Yep, the They're all improvised. Yeah, improvised by Johnny and Ed. Uh, they were added on months after, five months after the song had already been recorded. And they just kind of made it up on the spot. And that really enhances the song. You're not really going to hear it if you're just playing it super mellow like fucking bitch-ass people that I always talk about when I hate when people play music just really mellow. They're like in the car, and it's like no one's talking. It's like just turn it up a little yeah, bit. People are talking, have it on. Yeah, but let's let's be able to talk at a reasonable volume. But if we're just just fucking yeah cruising for a while, road, yeah, as loud as you as loud as you can take. Well, as you got, and then someone says something. Oh, what's that? I'll turn it down. Yeah, yeah. It's it doesn't. Right there for a it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, just keep it at the minimal yeah. because someone might want to go. Oh, have you seen that movie yet? Yeah, we've seen that fucking movie. Yeah. Or if, if, if there's something about people who like want to, every time someone talks up, just turn it all the way down. It's like, oh my just god! Up, but leave it on a little bit, and then you stop talking, and then it doesn't automatically go back. It's like, oh, oh my god! Do you know where we're going? Turn it down. You know, you're like, oh, we're supposed to take that right. Turn all the music off. It's like, does everything like I can still function? Yeah. Well, one thing I do when I'm by myself is like when I pull into like a place I'm trying to find a house, turn the music down. It doesn't do anything. No. It's not gonna make me know where the house is. You, you just think it's a like thing. It's you like, just oh, think just like, like I'm fucking up right now. I need to like think. all hands on board. Sure. Yeah. Sure. I mean, sometimes I wish I was bulletproof. Keep the music loud. Turn this up to ten. His his mellow singing is just it's like covering your ears and it's all encompassing. His natural singing voice, I think, is this. Yeah. And it's What's that sound of 
That's a Sonic Arcade computer. Yeah, this is reminds me of this though. This is another song that's like very Morsey-esque vocal style. Yeah. Yeah, they're very dramatic singing. But and this could fit. They're like or subterranean homesick alien. Yeah, like that's, this. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. It's off of, off of, it's, Be- because they added that space sounds on it, it puts it into that OK computer. So this is another kind of song that's like you see where they're going. It's definitely a prelude. You and yeah. his army too. Huh? You and whose army a little bit? Yeah. yeah. And just let, I mean, if you got one of the best singers in the world, just let him fucking get a couple of these songs. They're, they're undeniable. Well, you know what he's best at is saying beer, but going beer. <laughs> just making one words, one word, fucking thirty-five syllables. Well, then he adds that little yeah. right at the end. Yeah. But production, just huge for such a small song, it sounds cool. Pink Floydish, yeah. psychedelic, big for just such a nothing little song. And then the little has like this perfect amount of reverb. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it is. Some songs is too reverberated. Yeah. This is just nailed it. Yeah, I wonder what happened with uh, Lucky after this. Just Lucky, just. I think not that not like a little like Nigel Goodrich didn't do didn't do the job, but like the production here, Lucky just yeah. Oh no, I mean this is his album. He produced. Yeah. It's it's clean. It's it's beautiful. I think he just did. I I think once they got he wasn't pushing them. From what the the interviews that I read is that he was just like, good job. We'll make that sound nice. Uh, Nigel's more like let's, let's 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 go further. Everybody let's fucking who Nigel get, works with yeah. that's his thing. He's just like let's whatever your comfort zone is, yeah. let's let's fucking he, yeah. he did that with Paul McCartney. Paul Absolutely. McCartney. He's yeah. Like, yeah, no, you gotta Chaos and Creation. It's a great fucking album. Like you could hear they're always Paul McCartney's just always gonna write Paul McCartney's always gonna write great little nice yeah. pop songs. Yeah. And and there was one I was listening to when you posted something about the song you liked on it, Chaos and Creation. Mm-hmm. Um, then I, I posted another song, yeah, yeah. and it's really it's it's totally Nigel Goodrich just like swirling stuff going on. And when Paul, I listened to like an interview with him doing it live with Nigel, and he's just like he came in and was just like you know a nice Paul song, show yeah. me. And he's like let's do that, and let's just rip it apart and, and rip it apart, <laughs> and it's floating around, but it's still at the core. It's always yeah, and that's what the Benz is. Mm-hmm. At all these songs, I, I used to have the guitar. Uh, um, book of this and yeah. you could this is you could play these and I always say this over and over again that my favorite songs are usually the ones you can play by Campfire this whole album you could play by Campfire yeah. every song yeah. it's got that structure underneath that blueprint mm-hmm. and then how do you expand that out to great songs and that's what you're saying like how the fuck did you write Planetalics yeah. you can just play that straight up but, but how did you it's, it's when you when you're able to kind of break it down like you're, like you're, you're breaking down an atom and just yeah. try to get down to the, the, the smallest What's the core thing essence Blow it all up Yeah Yeah but he, yeah. even Radiohead says Like their favorite part of writing music Is uh, fucking with the arrangement you know? They love Absolutely That's, that's their thing that's, Well that's what being a band yeah. is It's and like we, how do we just Twist this into yeah. I think a lot of Unimaginative bands That's why they either Just slide away Or just they're just like Yeah they're good They're not you, You're like you didn't this even This is the first thing that came to us Let's put it on a record Yeah exactly you didn't sit this with it. Works. You didn't. Just because it works doesn't mean that's what you should do. Sometimes it does. 
Absolutely, because then there's those sure, bands that, sure. and then they ruin songs. Like, yeah. oh man, you could have just kept this sure. simple. You like way overthought it. Sure. Yes, but what the fuck does that mean? And it's that fine line. It's that fine Between line chaos and creation. That's what it was. <laughs> That's what the song was. That's hilarious. Oh uh, shit! Like that. Good callback. Nice. Um. So yeah, we. Talked about a lot of different things besides the song, so that's what this song does. Bulletproof. At the end of the day, don't we all wish we were bulletproof? Yeah, I just think it's that universal feeling yeah. that you can't deny it. The, the verses are really limb by limb, tooth by tooth, staring up inside of me every day. It's just the non. Could it be depressing to wax me, mold me, heat the pins, and stab them in? It's just to feel that I'm alive. And then what's so pay me money and take a shot? Lead fill the hole in me. I could burst a million bubbles, all surrogate. Yeah, definitely. Uh, oh. This album, uh, Tom Nook, really like. I mean, you mentioned it, like a big plastic trees or whatever. He found his voice. Yeah. Like his writing style is definitely. This is the writing style he kind of uses. It's more different, but the. Yeah. I guess the he, essence of this is what. He uh, stopped the confessional, yeah. self pity stuff. Yeah. And then, and then there's uh, the meme now of like there was some funny meme of just like this could be a Tom York lyric, and it's just like. Yellow yes. lines, yellow lines. Yeah, I I ride right. upon the. There was a thing I yeah. sent you the other day where I saw it was uh, when I was on ESPN. Yeah. I saw someone else did it. Yeah. And it was like, uh, we all want, we all. Uh, it was like it's yeah. just repeated lines, but the way the way it was like a ESPN put yeah. an article Fuck up. And it was glitched. Yeah. It was like glitched. It was like and plus one two. Yeah, like, but it was like not only the repeated <laughs> lines, but also the weird spacing that yeah. Rayanne likes to do. <laughs> Like I always think, like it would be like, uh, uh, like packed in, packed in sardine, like or packed in tin can. Yeah. Like just that weird kind of style, stylistic yeah, choices. Yeah, it's very like surrealist, kind of like, kind of pull for meaning. It's not straightforward. But I think that's a reaction too when everyone's trying to read your goddamn lyrics. It's what John Lennon did. He's yeah. like, I'm just gonna write about a fucking circus poster because you fucking weirdos need to know everything that I'm writing about. Like, and then they're like, well, what's behind this? Like, nothing. I wrote a circus poster. Yeah. There's nothing behind it. It's like, no, there's something. I know John. there is. There always is. Johnny. Yeah, there has to be. And it's funny reading. They, they have such a hardcore fan base. When I was reading all the song meanings, I like to see what people interpreted. There's like, no, Tom meant this. Yeah. Tom was gone through like, this and his like, like direct citations from the band it's like yeesh yeah, yeah it's like just try to read what he said sure. that's the most you can go but like don't like, you guys don't know Tom you don't know him yeah that's fine to think what you think sure. but like don't tell me what Tom went through at that time and like or if you know something if he says it like I went through a breakup cool yeah. like we know with Moonshade Pool that his woman was sick and then she died just a couple so that okay that definitely makes a lot more sense sure. so you can say that but well that's why true love i think was on the record absolutely yeah true love and it was devastating anyways great tune and sh the, one of the shortest ones on the album i feel like that one just kind of breezes through this album to me really flies through for such like a kind of heavy dark dark yeah. quote album it kind of flies through it's got a nice progression yeah. to there's it there's no it doesn't and the, the really on this record, the reason it's so great, it's 12 songs. Every There's nothing over 4.30. Oh, no, uh, Play Plastic's almost 5. Oh. Like that's such an epic. Yeah, and, and nothing flows by. Bulletproof is the shortest one at 3.29. Um, but there's no fat on this record. Yeah. There's not a song that's like, okay, well, now we, we need to get through that. Where on Pablo Honey, there was. Oh, well. there, there, there definitely is. Where it's like, okay, cool, you can see this becoming Radiohead. Blah, 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 blah. There's not on this one. Mm -hmm. 
I mean, it continues on Black Star Salt Street Spear. We're on our final uh, trio here. Um, not the penultimate. But. Not the penultimate. The trio. The triumphants. Tree ultimate. Uh, the tree ultimate. <laughs> let's go into it. Let's go into the next one. The songs yeah. about most F and. Uh, I don't know what's his name. Charlie Tuna. Poor guy. No. I don't know. Oh, man. Talib Kweli. Yes. Yeah, Talib yes. Kweli. There you go. Uh, <laughs> oof. Glad I pulled that one out. Yeah. I love Talib I would have just. I would have sat here in silence. <laughs> I wasn't about. Just to, think about who's I'm sitting the in front star. of a computer too. I could have done, easily done research. I was like, no brain. Yeah, Please yeah, help yeah. me. Yeah. Talib Kweli. Uh, so actually, sorry, it's not most of it. It's Yasin Balewi. He's actually coming to the observatory. Oh, with Blackstar too, right? Is he? Yeah, I think so. They're doing Blackstar? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I'd like to see that. I'd like to see most Yeah. Pam. Yeah, most F. Sorry, number 10. Blackstar. Yo, Blackstar. Our first love song. Yeah. <laughs> it's called Black Star. <laughs> <laughs> of course it is. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just straight up. I mean, not straight up, but I feel like this is a nice little grown-up love song. Yeah. Yeah, it's not. It's not one of those love songs where it's like everything's great, everything's beautiful. It's like it's kind of a nice like. It's yeah, adult, it's, adult it's not. It's, it's not, not the pop. First time you're in love. Yeah, it's not first time love or not the first like couple weeks. This is like, we've been doing this for a while. I get home from work, you're still standing in your dressing gown, what am I to do? I know all the things in your head. Like, I've, we, we've talked about everything. You know, that kind of thing, like, we've been through. But. But. Uh, there's still some, there's obviously some still issues. Tom York, this is all about sex. This is Tom York quote. This is all about sex in the morning. It's the best time to have it. Especially if you haven't brushed, especially if you haven't brushed your teeth before. Have. You have. Oh, that's what. Yeah, that's the one, one thing that's. Kind of I, I'll run in. Time. I'll run into the bathroom if if I know I have to go downtown. Yeah. Yeah. Brushing those teeth. Oh, it's great. Yeah. Are you gonna mix your junk with her junk? Yeah. And I just don't want to get all kissy and like. No. Uh, no. I, I want to be as sexy as I can. In order to be yeah. Sexy with you. I put my hair up. <laughs> put on a little eye makeup. Put on a little black dress. Um. But yeah, this is a love song of a troubled. 
from a love. And it's it's also probably the touring musician not being around kind of thing. It's been 50, not 58 hours since I left Slept With You. But I think it's just that, like, instead of blaming ourselves for what the problem is, let's blame it on the bigger problems. Blame it on the black side. Blame it on the falling sky. Blame it on the end of the world. We, it's not us. It's not us. It's bigger than us. Yeah. Yeah. There it is. Well, that answers that. Yeah, next song. <laughs> I mean, it's... I, this is the, 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 another kind of uh, welcome news. Another what? You welcome news. Yeah, right? Yeah, you can have this one. Uh, Starlight and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... There's the, some of the... I don't know what it's called, but they do it on uh, just the timing of some of the shit where they, like, you know, on the bands where it's... Uh, like, the phrasing on this one, the ding, 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 ding. Just the timing of some of the... the I like how were they just jamming when they came in? It just fades in. They're just yeah. jamming, you know. Yeah, and they're like, "All right, stop! It's time for me to fucking sing. We've been doing the same fucking." <laughs> oh, on the computer. Yeah. No. Sing it, Tom. Yeah, it, it, it's obviously uh, uh, the troubled worlds of a troubled mind. I try to understand what is eating you. You know, maybe he's just like, "Damn girl, I got depression. I've been singing my whole albums about it, but you're on another level." You know, like. We can't seem to find ourselves in this black star of <laughs> depression. You're on another level where I'm just like, you won't even fuck me anymore. The troubled worlds, the troubled words of a troubled mind. I try to understand what is eating you. I try to stay awake, but it's been it's 58 hours since I last slept with you. I like how you what just said the line I just said. Did you just say that? Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, that's how you know that line is good. It's yeah, it's a good one. Powerful say it once, say it. <laughs> Troubled words, troubled words of a troubled mind. Troubled mind. I try to Tro- understand what's eating you. I try to stay awake, but it's with me. Right? And I'm kind of crying right now. Yeah. <laughs> See, I'm glad you brought that one up because, you know, I wanted to... Juan, I mean, damn, I wasn't even going there, but that totally makes sense. <laughs> yeah, it just shows I wasn't listening. I was waiting for my turn to talk. But I think also Tom York being Tom York being like, all the love songs are always like... We're always skipping out on the beach and like we look at each other and every day is wondrous. This is like this is shitty days when we're just like, what are we, what are we doing? That's my favorite. Uh, that's kind of my favorite thing about being in love is those just kind of like well, we're kind of going through some shit right now. Uh, well, not my favorite, but that's that's. Uh, or this your the, the annoying things are annoying all of a sudden. You're like ah, oh, now I am annoyed by your little annoying things. Like I thought they were cute, and I'm just kind of like. Yeah, your little your beautiful your, your cute little idiosyncrasies that were that like, were. Or like, just, this girl's so unique. Or just right, right now, now I'm not in the mood. Right uh, now, yes, exactly. Right now I'm not in that. You know that thing that I normally fucking love. Crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kill him. Crazy. Yeah. But that's love, baby. That's yeah. love. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. And most everyone else you don't have to put up with. This is the person you chose. Like your fucking your mom, your dad, your brothers, sisters. Wait, you're fucking your mom, your brothers, and your sisters? <laughs> hey, I wish it was the sixties. Never watch porn. I wish we could be happy. Yeah. <laughs> that's what the secret was. <laughs> oh, oh Jesus was, Christ. Uh, that's your mic. No, uh yeah, more just like the, you have to like get along with it. you yeah. don't have to, you could break up with them. But this is the person that you chose. And then sometimes yeah, but even if you're like, like, there's still, you know, trouble times. Oh, he's a little cool. He said it. 
Well, yeah. Well, oh, I'm trying to fix that. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know what I'm going on about, but yeah, it's like part of it. It's like it's not like always bliss. bliss yeah, every song is just a standard. Yeah, yeah. Like oh, it's all beautiful. Oh, well, yeah, like, oh. she gets everything I say. Every day is wonderful, and hopefully it is. You know, I don't, I don't, I personally don't agree with the whole like. You need to be battling all the time to make it real. That's fine. If that's how your thing works, absolutely. But really, like, I don't know. If you're always battling, then, no, you have to have yeah. Yeah, a down. He's, you can acknowledge a down point, but I guess it's it's when you start blaming the other person for the down point. Yeah. Say, is this me more than you? Maybe you know. He's saying, I'm trying to understand. I just don't know anymore. What are we coming to? Instead of being like, bitch, it's a, if you just listen to what I'm saying right now, you know, that kind of thing. He's just saying, I don't know. We're we're both on this other thing. Let's just throw it up to the sky. It's not really you. It's not really me. It's both of us, it's just, but it's, it's also... Just, it's just life gnawing on us, and we're both aggravated by it. Because we're all gonna, gonna die. die. <laughs> That's... Do drugs, you're all, we're all gonna die. Take LSD, uh, you're all gonna die. Those kind of are it's all we got recurring for you. Fa- statements for this podcast. It's a wonder how we managed to, like, you hear all the happiness in our voices. We're going to, it's, it really is a wonder. because we've accepted that. Yeah, exactly. And we've taken and LSD. You too will accept it. You just put a little piece of paper on your tongue that has a little magic yep. dust on it. But all the time, I haven't done it in years. I'm, I'm, pr- I'm good. Yeah, I'm, I'm good with... Yeah, me too. I am too. I, I, I said uh, FYF Festival. Yeah. I'm going to go out And I will only speak uh, positively of it. Absolutely. Not, I don't need any nope. If you're fucking like, if, you, if you haven't. Yeah, no, that's you, the problem. Curious, is You go and do it. Yeah, especially the people that, yeah, and I've talked about this over and over again, but the people that have done it in horrible situations, like, not that you did, I've done it a lot of times too in situations where you shouldn't, FYF was probably not a good idea, and then you place that and you're like, dude, don't do this shit, it's like, you're the idiot that put yourself in that position, not, idiot was a bad word, No, the one that put yourself, like, but if you were in a nice setting, laying on a rug, playing your favorite music, laying up, looking at the stars, that wouldn't have been the same as walking through FYF, fucking no. flipping the fuck out. No. Where are we going? What show are we doing? What yeah. time are we doing? I don't know. What do you want to do? People there and a girl I liked and all that shit. Yeah. Trying to maintain all that situational. Absolutely. I remember when, when I was getting, and this is a little tangent here, but when we were in one old test of this, when, when I started delving into to psychedelics a little bit, the, the friends around me were getting curious about that. They was the ones that I was... I would, allow, I would kind of shaman on it. That's on, the magic of it. I, we throw it your way, you start throwing it, exactly. it just gets sprinkled it just around. On, but yeah. then when, I, when people I knew would, that I would, people that I knew that I had maybe taken on their first trip or had been adjacent to the people on the trip, they were doing it in situations where I was like, no, 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 yeah. don't do it there, don't do it there. They were having bad trips. It's like, that's okay, that's what, don't, 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 yeah. don't do it there. That's the number one problem with that. It's the number one problem with that drug. It's It's always done terribly. Yeah. It's not a party drug. I mean, at the end of the day, it really, from what doctors say, what the fuck do doctors know? But it should be someone, a friend, watching over you, laying down, playing your favorite music or what you like, or just playing like really good music, whatever. Good music. I shouldn't say that. Whatever. Whatever music you love, and no, no time. No anything to do. Nothing you're trying to accomplish. turn off your fucking computer and phone because they look horrible when you look at them. They look like alien thing. I don't know. 
Don't do that, and you're good. And hang out with your friend. And hang out with friends that you trust, not new people. Do not do the new, people, new people thing. People I, I kept fucking with that. If you're trying to do it with a girl. So you're like, so what movie do you like? As you're fucking bonkers. Fuck movies. Yeah. Fuck <laughs> ever. It's better than any movie yeah. ever. <laughs> but you don't know the person, so you're just like, okay. Anyway, so that was another tangent. <laughs> Yeah. Black Star, it's about LSD. It's about LSD. Blame it on the LSD. Blame it on the LSD. Blame it on the LSD that beams me home. That's what he should have said. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll move on to song number 11. We'll let this one play out. I just like how this one kind of goes. Well, it comes song. in as it came out. Yeah. Faded in, fades out. I like that. It's pretty cool. It's just like, oh, so they were jamming that. They started playing the song, and they just go back to jamming forever. Yeah. It's like a movie. Like I like that. Yeah. yeah. I always, I always thought he said this is good. He said this is killing me. This part. I always said this is good. Like I heard that this is good. <laughs> yeah. Does it sound like good? Into sulk. The penultimate song. Nice. Sorry, yeah. I never put salt on. If there's, it's, it's one of those things. Once I say this, it means you don't like that song. But I think it's like maybe the weakest number. I don't, if, if it might have, be. Oh, besides high and dry. But but that's but that song I mean, is such a staple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think this one. This is kind of a direct song. To. I see again. I, I know I read that, and I don't. It's just like my iron lung. I don't. I never, never even heard of that until I just read this. Yeah. It's good. No, that's where I was going. If that's what, if that's why, but. But say what that event is. That's what so, the yeah, word well, is. To, there's a, there was a. Um, it's kind of passe almost to say it. In the year of our Lord 2017, but in uh, 1987, in Hunger, Hungerford, 
Quick shot, England. There was a 1987. There was a massacre by this dude. And but the, the deeper meaning of that was the, the it was just fucking shooting, mass shooting. And um, there was a guy who was went on a mass shooting, and they was, what they could gather of his motive was that it was the anger. It was against the anger and contempt for regular life, for normal life. And that's to me is the is the meaning of the song. Is the is the feeling of it, the first, the second verse. Each time it comes, it, each time it being the anger, for, the anger and contempt of regular life. It eats me alive. I try to behave, but it eats me alive. I think that's ultimately what the the point of the song is. Yeah, I'd say the song. But yeah, not one of my favorites. Probably, I mean, it's yeah, probably the weaker weaker one on the record. Yeah. I like some of the the music going on behind it, but it's just it just kind of sludges along. And it's I, I always liked uh, the chorus just because the way he sings. God bless your soul. And then I love just like your dad, you'll never change. Yeah. And it kind of goes back to what was the Allison Chain song? The all this time I swore I'd never be like my old man. What the hey, it's time to yeah. yeah. What the hey, it's time to face exactly who I am. Yeah. Um, so I, 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 you know, I always like those lines of just kind of re- recognizing that you've become something that you didn't want to. I don't know what that has to do with this. Maybe his dad was obviously not a murdering spree guy. Well, I mean, I feel like most men, like your own, hate to feel the song you're yeah. thinking of. Yeah. Um, closed off. And the dad who's just closed off. And yeah, and you, you, everyone grows up not wanting to be like their parents and they all kind of end up being yeah. out of what they fall from the tree. And what a lot of angsty youth will complain about is how the, the sort of mundane and, again, the ordinary, the contempt for the ordinary life that your parents went through because that's what they had to do to raise children. You get angry at that, and I think that's I think it's natural, and I absolutely remember thinking that when I was 18, being like, I'm never doing this normal fucking life, like, whatever that meant, just because you're just dumb, just like, I'm not having a house, or whatever the hell, I don't know, you're just like, I'm traveling the world, free life, or or whatever, almost a 60s ideal way of looking at it, meanwhile, you're not supporting yourself, you have no idea what that really even means, like, sure, do that shit, but you gotta do it. It's yeah. like going back to kids thinking they know everything. Exactly. Yeah. Um, a cool kind of uh, little history of the song is York uh, Thomas took out the original lyric, Just Shoot Your Gun, because it might have been taken as a crude cash-in on the suicide of Kirk Cobain, which happened during the recording of this. Um, so he took that out. I don't know what part that was. Just shoot your gun. I don't know. But he, he took that right out. There, right, right, right. When he was saying it, I think probably right there. Yeah, uh, but one of Tom York's earliest songs. So I think this and and there we go again. This and um, High and Dry were his two early songs that were on there, and they just sound not bad. I like this little part. Just not great. Next level. Just for what we've already heard. Yeah. Um. Yeah, just a, a good rock tune. It doesn't doesn't bring the album down, but it didn't take it to the next level, especially how this album ends. Exactly. But actually, that might be good. You know, you do Black Star, which is a great tune. Kind of bring it down to this weird one, and then you really get hit oh, just with... Just like kind of high and dry was the, the 
sort of interlude, like you were mentioning, to sort of the classic trees. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then the slam dunk being played classic trees. The slam dunk here is the last song on the record. Is Street Spirit. Yeah, and the way and the way that you just explained the massacre. Yeah, I could see that now. That makes that makes a lot more sense. I just I never knew that was another thing. I just never knew about that. I just thought thought it was just another dude that's just kind of like becoming your dad that you thought you never just the standard. I didn't know it was about murdering, going on a murder spree. Um, just you becoming the fucking cranky dude who starts complaining about like, oh, you know what I used to be in like life, that guy, which is pro- part of it too, mm-hmm. but he just took it to the fucking. It's the faults and follies that we all fall through as we get older. Yeah. As much as we want to fight it one way or another, that's how it's going to end up. Well, and also, I think that the problem is when you're younger, you you have so much vitality and you're just strength and just. Your life's ahead of you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it just. And you actually are. if If you look at yourself as a fucking fruit or vegetable, you're like ripe and just bleeding and ready to go. And then now, once you get to a certain age, you're decaying. You're literally dying. Yeah. And that just hurts. That just sucks. You don't want to be like, no, I'm still fucking with the young bucks. And it's like, you're not, dude. I mean, that's why every NBA, you know, no one makes it. Most besides Tom Brady, even though he lost yesterday. Uh, the great White Hope. Uh, 35. The second coming. Uh, you guys are still, you're, you're, you're just about to get to the top. You're about to start dying. Yeah, for sure. I'm dying. I'm fucking dying, guys. <laughs> Bella, Bella's dying. <laughs> Look at her; she's pissed. She, yeah. she hates when I talk like this. Screaming at the world. She, she's like, don't, don't baby, me. don't talk like this. Yeah. We still got many days ahead of us. So yeah, I yeah, there, there's that part of it, part of it too. Where you're just like, it's not even reminiscing of like, I, I wish I could take it back. It's just like, oh, I'm on the other side now. Mm-hmm. When you remember the whole time you were like those fucking old guys, and now you're, you're like, like, I have this to look forward to, and then you're like, oh wait, what? And you're like, huh? how did I become this guy? I'm on the other side of the wall. Yeah. So sometimes you sulk. Yeah, sometimes God bless you sulk. And it doesn't end. The record doesn't end on a high note, if that's what you're thinking after sulk. No, it because does not. The last song, Street Spirit, um, is is just one of those songs where it's like. God damn. It really is. This is how it's going to end up. This, yeah, this is one of my favorite radio songs of all time. Um, and I used to listen to, you know, you know when I said I used to listen to the Benz by myself? That's not true. There was a, there was a time where Doug, my, one of my best friends, and an, another best friend who passed away, Scott, and this, this song is dedicated, dedicated to Scott because this was his favorite song of all time. We would listen to this and the, the Wall. Like a lot, just get stoned and the dug bends with in the, wall. the bends in the wall, and 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 okay, computer too, um, and Doug would do his drawing, and we would just kind of sit around and chat and just whatever. But this song, I remember just Scott being like, we'd always just be like, "What the fuck is this song?" Mm-hmm. Like this one hit more than any other one, and Scott had this whole thing where he just in his head he saw like Vietnam helicopters, the din 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 din, the way that. The guitars kind of sound like helicopters coming in and like war going on and like someone dying. It was always death and stuff like that. That was his, what he saw in his head. But it's just, yeah, we can, I, yeah, I, you almost just want to play this song mm-hmm. as we usually do. We, we'll play a little bit, talk about it, and then I think we should end this song. Okay, we'll do that. Um, there is a, 
There's like a this quote, is... there's a quote by Tom York which it's a long one and I'll read it all just out of respect to this phrasing uh, the way he put it but uh, Tom said street spirit is our purest song but I didn't write it it wrote itself we were just its messengers its biological catalysts its core uh, its core is a complete mystery to me I don't ever try I would never try to write something that hopeless of all of our sad songs some have somewhere in them at least a glimmer of resolve street spirit has no resolve it is the dark tunnel without the light at the end. I detached my emotional radar from that song, or I couldn't play it. I'd crack. I'd break down on stage. That's why its lyrics are a bunch of mini-stories or visual images as opposed to a cohesive explanation of its meanings. I used images set to the music as I thought would convey the emotional entirety of the lyric and music working together. That's what is meant by all these things are one to swallow whole. I meant, the I meant the emotional entirety because I didn't have it in me to articulate the emotion. I'd crack. Our, friends, our fans are braver than I to let that song penetrate them. Or maybe they don't realize what they're listening to. They don't realize that street spirit is about staring the fucking devil right in the eyes and knowing no matter what the hell you do, he'll get the last laugh. The devil really will get the last laugh in all cases, without exception. And if I let myself think about that too long, I'd crack. It's why we play it towards the end of our sets. It drains me, and it shakes me, and it hurts the hell. It hurts like hell every time I play it. Looking out at thousands of people, cheering and smiling, oblivious to the tragedy of its meaning. Like you're gonna have to put your dog down, and it's wagging its tail on the way there. That, that's what they all look like, and it breaks my heart. I wish that song hadn't picked us as its catalyst, and so I don't claim it. It asks too much. I didn't write that song. I mean, God very, damn. Very long pause. I didn't write that I song. I didn't write that song. Yep. Yeah, I guess let's just play the song and end it. Because, I mean, the man just gave you... Yeah, I'm not going to be able to say it better than that. Uh, another quick quote. Really not sure where this came from. I would like I would like it to be a Christmas single. Because <laughs> I like Christmas very much, Tom York. Just to lighten that up. But, uh, I mean, let's just... Yeah, let's just go out. I mean, that was it. That was it. You just... Yeah, this is one of their best songs. They played it when we saw them uh, on their last tour. That was that was a beautiful moment. Yeah, uh, it's a powerful just song to end for anything. It's just a, a set. Yeah, it's a like record. it's like the credits rolling. Yeah, it record. is, and of, they came and it in. Is. Yeah, it is of life. Yeah, yeah, they came in with that intro, mm -hmm. hell of an intro, and and they don't. I'm trying to think what album. They, they pretty much come in from now on, solid intro, solid outros, but this might be their best intro-outro um, of all time. And I, I don't want to not skip. I want to, you know, we could talk about the lyrics, so we just play it. Mm -hmm. um, it was kind of inspired by The f Famished Road, a book, and, it, and I, I tried to read a little bit, little bit about it, and it seemed like it was about... Um, it was a book called The Famished Road uh, about a spirit child from the ghetto of an unknown city, constantly harassed by his sibling spirits from another world who want him to leave this mortal life and return to the world of spirits. So street spirit, there's that. Never knew that. Um, and wanted to come back to this other, the other realm, the other mortal realm, or, the, or leave the mortal realm and go to this other world. So it's got that whole spiritual leaving this world. No light at the end of the tunnel. None. But, but I, not, but, even a, not the glimmer of hope. Because there is no glimmer of hope. But the 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 the, val the the redeeming line is a mercy soul in love. Mm -hmm. 
it's all hopeless. That's all you can do. But at least try to pass some love. It's that that's not gonna change anything at the end, but it will make everything nicer. Street spirit. Fade out, fade out again. Yeah, this is uh, yeah, one we'll of them. fade out with this one. Yeah. Just... Um, but why again, though? Because <laughs> it, Well, that, that's what I always like, though, is fade out again. Is it like a cycle or something? Exactly. Yeah. He, there is hope there. Yeah. Fade out again. Yeah. Like, what do you mean? If you just fade out, and that's it. Yeah. Again. We've been here before? Yeah, exactly. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Well, fellas. It's all a circle. A perfect circle. Juan, thank you for joining us on the 25th episode of This Has Been a Doozy of a Podcast. Uh, mm-hmm. This has been one of our better ones. Yeah, thank, thank you, you. for awesome. joining us. That was awesome. Sucente Cinco. Sucente Cinco podcast. It was a great one to be mm-hmm. on. Yeah, thanks, Bella, for a couple <laughs> barks every once in a while. Yeah, that, was, you, that was nice. Shout out Bella yeah. the dog. Great opinions yeah. all around. No, she's... she's, she's uh, she doesn't say more than she needs to say. Yeah. She's... She, it's deep when she when she says something you're like wow yeah exactly. I didn't you understand even, you understand yeah. like that bark I never even thought of yeah, yeah exactly I got it got uh, it <laughs> thank you fans of the podcast for listening if you've gotten this far three uh, minutes three hours and eleven minutes three eleven three eleven uh, we switched from America beer to Miller Lite we are drinking Miller Lights we didn't mention that so cheers on the Miller Lights we also had an Isabella Blonde by Kern River Brewing and a Dirty Hippie Imperial Red Ale by uh, River Brewing, which is the place that remember when we went to get pizza at that restaurant down the river at Kern? Mm, that's yeah, the brew, when that's we were the, leaving. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. Oh, a little so full circle right there. Full circle there. Uh, just like. Then and back again. Like the Street song. Spirit Fade Out will give us. Um, so, immerse yourself in love. Mm-hmm. Try to get outside, look at those trees, um, hang out with friends, drink some beer. Swim in a pool because, goddamn, that oh, thing looks delicious. We're going swimming. We got a jacuzzi too. We're swimming next. Uh, Thank you for listening. Enjoy your life. Check out the podcast uh, website www.thisismusic.com. All hail Tom York. All hail Colin Greenwood. All hail Johnny Wood. Greenwood. All hail uh, Ed O'Brien. If you want to say, if you want to troll us, if you want to make fun of us, if you want to suggest something we should do, if you want to suggest something we should shut the fuck up about. Please, just any that would be hilarious. Contact page is on the website. Um, to subscribe, any, subscribe, review. like, and review. We're on SoundCloud and iTunes. If you guys listen to podcasts elsewhere, let us know, and we'll put it up there. It's fucking simple. Read once uh, articles. Read once pages. Yeah. Um, He's a writer. He's a great writer. Um, and all hell Radiohead. All hell rock and roll. All hell love. Street spirit fade out. Mercy soul and love. That's all I have to say. Ah, oh, it's beautiful.